Hello, this is Leia from the Real Bad Dudes cast, and what you're about to watch is something that was recorded back in April with me and Jersey Guy and two other friends. We're just kind of chilling, shooting the breeze on various topics. Um, sorry, I didn't get this out sooner. Unfortunately, things in real life kept coming up, and I just didn't have time to get back to the podcast, uh, but luckily things seem to be a lot more free and I'm in a better mood so I'm gonna try and get out more video slash audio you know casts so I hope you enjoy this sorry for the delay thank you for sticking with us I don't know I kind of like the idea that where we just sit down and shoot the breeze like this because I mean hell every time we tried to structure out an episode where we would talk about a horror movie we would talk about a horror movie and nine times out of ten I would usually wind up talking about something completely different and then yeah I was like man that reminded me of that time that I went down here and then we would spend like 45 minutes talking about a side story as opposed to guys we tuned in for this review and the guy with the thick New Jersey accents talking about a time that he drove down to the beach and then he saw a silhouette in the ocean and then he jumped out into the ocean and it reminded him of the time that he watched Jaws and he was afraid to go into a swimming pool because it looked like a shark was in a swimming pool because the effects were so bad in Jaws for the Revenge and you remember Jaws for the Revenge because that was the one that they didn't get Roy Scheider into and then because Roy Scheider wasn't into it you remember when Roy Scheider wasn't in the third one he was so pissed off that he had to fucking have his character killed off because he only did the second one because he was stuck doing an obligation for three movies and Roy Scheider was pretty good in um, the Blue Thunder movie and Blue Thunder had Danny um, uh, what the fuck was his name shit 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 I was going on a really good fucking flow right there it had uh, uh, he played fucking Marv in um, uh, Home Alone Daniel Stern. Uh, yeah, fucking Blue Thunder was cool because it had a really young Daniel Stern in it. And you remember Daniel Stern because Daniel Stern was in Home Alone. Daniel Stern was also in Chud, which had Bush John Hurd in it. And Bushwhacked. But John Hurd was also in Chud. And John Hurd, holy shit, I remember him. He, he just passed away. And damn, that sucks because these people die so young. Uh, he was 71. Holy fuck, he was 71? Oh, my God. You remember when Bill Paxton died? I was heartbroken. Yeah, dude, you remember in the Terminator when Bill Paxton was in the Terminator? He was in the beginning part when he was the punker with the blue hair with the tire marks down his face. He's like, fuck you, asshole. Oh, yeah, did you know that other punker? He was fucking Brian Thompson. He was in Cobra. Holy shit, Cobra? You mean the one with Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. And that also had fucking Remy Santori <laughs> you know what I mean that's what oh, yeah. these fucking podcasts wound I saw, up doing. I still like the movie reviews no you know we can absolutely review a movie but I also think that our big meeting I seriously want you to take that clip of me and you want to do more free-for-alls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We can absolutely do movie reviews, but we've got to do free-for-alls. But I sort of got that whole flow of me going through, clip that shit, upload that, because that was probably one of the most amazing things in existence, because I was just fucking... If I, 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 I had so many asses that I was pulling out. Yeah, this is Leia from the Real Bad News Cast. We're trying this video cast thing. We have... No plan. We're just sh shooting the breeze on whatever we feel like talking about. Um, so, yeah, with me is Scary Jersey Guy. Yeah, welcome to Real Bad Dudes, rebirthed and ungirthed, because apparently we both lost a shitload of weight since the last one. <laughs> well, we've never done a video one since last, so, you know, but yeah, but we're looking good. Yeah, mercifully. 
you're just getting ready for your next big role, right? right, right. Yeah, we got. Um, can you talk? No, not necessarily because it hasn't even been announced yet. Oh. Something cool coming soon. There, but there's a very strong possibility that your boy got a lead role in a ghost hunting movie, and that's really the most that I can say about it. It's going to kick ass. It's got one of the best scripts I've ever read in my life. And I mean, like, I've, I haven't necessarily read any scripts that were meant for me to read. I usually just go and I like to read scripts of movies that I enjoy. That way you can just be like, oh, so they took this out of there's a little bit of exposition on something that was never really explained in the film. You know, but it's honestly one of the best written scripts ever. Like, I blazed through it. I could not put it down. It was that good. And there was parts in the script itself where you get in that reading mode where you can start to visualize the shit as it unfolds. And I was getting goosebumps, and I was, like, shaking in, like, really tense scenes. It's really, really good. So hopefully everything just comes to fruition with that, and then once it's formally announced, then I can talk about it a little more. Nice. I hope you're playing yourself. I just want to see you be like, I don't know, just reacting to ghost hunting. Be like, fuck this shit. This is crap. Well, the, <laughs> the most that I could say about it is, and I don't think Jeremy would kill me for necessarily saying this, but the role that I was cast for, it was he, he basically wrote it as me. I mean, the character's last name is my own. How are you doing? What have you been up to? Just hanging in there, kind of getting my life together, surviving this wonderful, oh wait, not wonderful time we're in. Yeah, this has been an interesting, um, this has been an interesting uh, centennial pandemic. Oh yeah. Well, I finally got my first uh, COVID shot yesterday. Yeah, I got mine, uh, I want to say a week and a half ago. My cell phone reception didn't get better though. Disappointed. Oh, that, that, Fucking nonsense. Yeah, they're all out to get you, folks. <sighs> Believe me, they're, they're all out to get you, but get what? But, but guess what? They've already got you. You see, that was the programming right there. It was like in Metal Gear, where if I want to talk about the Lolly Lule Lo. <clears throat> um, how's your YouTube channel going? It's your been going pretty decent we just passed 500 subscribers i want to say about a week week and a half ago i wanted to put together like a video to talk about it and just the plans going forward but you know what doing stuff like that is very very weird to me because i'd love to show my audience appreciation but at the same time it kind of feels like um it feels like i'm accepting an academy award when i'm sitting there going thank you thank you you know so it's like I'm so on the fence about doing something like that. I think I really should just sit down and give a quick thank you, you know, just to show that I appreciate people because I really, truly do. It's just it's one of those things that I never pictured that this shit would even remotely get to 500, you know. And, and of course, you're always going to have some asswipe out there that's like, why are you making a big deal about 500? That's not even close to monetization. I don't give a fuck. I mean, that to me is a personal thing where I feel like, um, you know what? We, I, I, I achieve something and I accomplish something through hard work and I have a goddamn right to be proud of it. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's been, it's been an interesting and unique experience. Um, what was it? I've split things off into three different um, shows 
so to speak. We got Fatal Vision Mondays, and then we have Random Vania, which works out perfectly because I can drop it on a random day. It can be a random Castlevania game. It can be a random a randomizer of Castlevania, or do a a ROM hack of it. It's just totally random, <laughs> you know. And then we got Fatal Vision Fridays, which is typically a ROM hack review. But I mean, the Mondays that's just for horror stuff but i have to call it spooky stuff because apparently youtube shadow bans the word horror hmm. can you believe that shit that's weird of course it kind of what was that thing or like shutter wouldn't allow the word mutant fan to be used they didn't allow it or they did <laughs> didn't like darcy had like make an apology like to say something like because it might offend people i guess i don't know by saying mutant family yeah, it was a while. Wow, you know what? That's the sad thing about Shutter is, is that every time I find something cool to like about Shutter, something happens, and I'm just, I'm literally shuddering. Well, we got, we got Creep Show and Last Drive. There's a few cool movies too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they just put the Stepfather on there. Right. I think, I think Shutter's like, it's like the only real kind of horror network doing stuff at least. The only one that's actually doing established shit, because every other horror thing that I see, like, I'm like, oh, shit, I'll check this out. You know, I wind up going into it. And I, it's like, I like B-horror movies. Don't get me wrong. I like low-budget movies. But this shit is just, like, worse than that. This isn't, like, B-horror. This is, like, fucking somewhere in between the realm of you and V-horror. Mm. It's just really bad stuff. I, I, I mean, this is stuff that trauma, like Lloyd Kaufman would look at it and be like, <clears throat> Roger Corman would turn it down. It, it, so it's just, Shudder seems to be the only one that's actually put out stuff that I like. And, you know, yeah, we got the last drive in with Joe Bob. That right there is your main selling point. And Creepshow, I just started watching season two of that. And so far... You know, Greg Nicotero is still knocking it out the park. Yeah, I like the uh, what was it Public Access of the Dead episode? That was really fun. Yeah, that was hilarious. And then I see um uh, Ted Riemi in there. Yeah, playing himself. Pretty or much a weird fictitious version in the seventies, at least. What was the yeah? Then you had the Bob Ross guy. Yeah, in the uh, lamb chops spoof. Oh, with the psycho lady, yeah. Yeah, yeah that that one was actually really decent. Um, I was gonna get started on the next one. I ch I watched the segment where they had like the Lizzie Borden style house. What I hate fucking Google Chrome notifications. Like they just so rudely pop up in like this lower left hand of the thing, especially when you're recording something. And it's like I didn't ask, you know. It's like if I open that shit up for the first time, tell me what I missed. Or, you know what, leave it in that little thing at the bottom. Don't just pop up and tell me. Sometimes I like missing stuff. This is why I don't have a voicemail on my phone. Because if I don't pick the phone up, it just tells you, person can't be reached right now and they haven't set up a voicemail. Because if I don't want to be fucking bothered, I don't want to be bothered. So I have Google Voice and I can't turn it off. It'd be nice if I could. <laughs> at that future. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going that route. <sighs> But let me um, see. What are we? What are we playing right now? Why are you playing anything now? Uh, oops! Shit! Hit my microphone. Um, 
I'm playing a little bit of Seven Days to Die co-op and a little bit of No Man's Sky. Um, a little bit of Phantasmophobia, but it's been a while. I'm going to get back into that. I played Friday a couple weeks ago. was a group, and that was fun. That reminded me that the game was still, you know, fun. If you find a group now, you can't. The public lobbies are kind of meh. Yeah. There's but that's hack, how you meet, like, new groups now. of people. Really? It, yeah, there's hack lobbies where they add, like, uh, like 20 people and four Jasons. Oh, fuck so kind of Yeah, you know what? That's that, that's the problem with it, unfortunately. It's, what is it, after three and a half years, people are like, see, see, I told you, I told you Gun Media abandoned the game. The game's been out for three and a half years. Shut up. You know? I was going to resurrect TGIF 13. And then I dip my toe into the water with the game, and I'm like, you know what? It doesn't feel the same. You, you've got people that are, like, beyond seasoned with it, where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm still relearn, Like, I have to relearn where stuff is, which I love because, like, it's very rare that you get, like, that feeling in a game where there's, like, that moment where where am i going and i'm still learning locations you're looking for landmarks and things like that you get that feeling of exploration but after you've played it a billion and a half times now like even when you're running through the woods you still know where you're going so i i kind of got that feeling back again where i was like oh shit, where am i going but then when you're playing against people that have watched enough tutorial videos and how to outsmart jason and how to always survive it's yeah. you're, you're never going to get that back you're never going to get people making mistakes, which is half the fun. And most of the glitches, you're just never going to be able to recreate them. But yeah, yeah. I did look through an old external hard drive because right now my hard drive is just getting filled with shit. Because, um, like, I've been doing a lot of marathon playthroughs on the channel lately. Like, um, I have to go back and redo At Dead of the Night. I think that's what you call it, At Dead of the Night. The FMV horror game. I sat through, I got about four hours of that done. And then when I went to go line everything up on the timeline so I can start splicing it down and cleaning it up and getting it within something normal, there's no audio in the game audio whatsoever. I can hear myself when something scares the shit out of me. I'm like, oh, like that, you know, but there's no game audio whatsoever. And it wasn't anything that I did wrong. It wasn't like, oh, well, you didn't set this up. I even got in contact with the developer and the developer's like, listen, there's something really fucked up with this because of the way that this is like uniquely set up. So I have done like a ton of workarounds for the last hour hour and a half and now it's finally recording stuff and i guess i'm just gonna have to record it all through obs instead of the normal methods but i gotta replay that again but the whole point of me even bringing that up is it's just between that and then what did i do the week before um visage did visage that was about four hour playthrough of that took up about 50 60 gigabytes of memory hmm. so it's like all right, the Visage stuff I got rid of because it's already been cut. It's already been thrown up on the channel. But this At Dead of Night stuff, I don't know. I, I hate it when people pretend to be scared. That's the most annoying thing ever. So it's just like, I don't know if I'll ever get those genuine reactions. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get those genuine reactions again. So I'm still going to keep the footage. But I plugged in an external hard drive that I have. So I just threw all the footage over there so it's like a little less cluttered on the hard drive itself on the laptop. So I'm looking through it and there's like a file called GP. I'm like, GP, what the fuck is that? Open it up. It's gameplay footage. So there's a bunch of old shit that I recorded on Friday the 13th. So I might as well just sit down, look through it, find some screwy moments and put out a piecemeal episode here and there. Yeah. I have a, 
hard drive I need to get a new component for. I think the power component died, but it's got some episodes that are on it. Lost. Yeah. It. I was just going to say, is this some of the stuff that we sat down and talked about forever and then we waited like, okay, so when's the new episode dropping? Guys, I'm fixing this hard drive. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Three other months goes by. People are asking for this episode. I mean, this is good, right? Fucking hard drive. And then like two okay. more months goes by. It's dead. So if you have a backup set up, make sure it's still working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Have a backup to your backup. Let's see. Movies, I guess we talk about. Um, I watched, can talk uh, movies. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet. It was Necrotronic. It was one that Tom Sullivan recommended when we did the Evil Dead review. It's where they're like uploading demons to the internet. And there's this guy who's like the, the chosen one. And they have to like figure out how to shut down. It's pretty much Ghostbusters meets Evil Dead mm. meets Doom. It was actually really good. Like really fun. I would highly recommend it. It's also it's on Shutter, but yeah. Hmm. I mean, the script was great. It was witty. See, I hear that... Necro, and I think of Necromantic, and then I'd never want to fucking watch that movie again. Let's not discuss that. <laughs> Our connection just took a biggest dump ever. But yeah, I, every time I hear Necro something in a movie, I'm like, God, not Necromantic. <laughs> But what have I been watching lately? Um, you know what? I'm not even going to bother bringing it up because I know that it'll make the internet just crash out even harder. But I've been going on a huge uh, Japanese horror binge. Like, I watched um, Penance, which is an excellent series. It's like a five-part series on Prime. And it, it's not so much of... Um, I, I, I wouldn't call it a supernatural as it is more of like a horror drama. But it works out really well. It tells the story of like five girls and um, a new girl comes to school. She winds up getting killed and they were too traumatized by what they saw to tell the cops anything. So the, the dead girl's mother takes them aside and says, you idiots, he's still on the loose and I will never forget this. And I hope your lives are as miserable as mine is. And then it just shows what happens to them as they grow up. And it's very, very well done. It's excellently paced. Uh, there was that, and then there was um, doo, 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 doo. Uh, th- that's definitely a recommend for me. Then there's the Wailing. Hmm. It's a Korean horror movie, and it's uh, amazingly done. Like this, this one turned out to like really surprise me because I was looking at the, uh, you know, you just look at like the box art, and you try to get like a scope of it, and sometimes that'll get you interested, sometimes it won't. I was looking at it and. I was like, okay, you can definitely tell it's Japanese horror because they have, you know, the gateway and all that. But uh, I sat down and watched it, and I realized it was Korean horror. And in all honesty, Korean horror, I've never been disappointed by anything that I've seen that's come out of South Korea. It's all been really underrated stuff. I mean, except for, like, the schlocky monster movies, which I'm kind of, like, eh on. But when it comes to, like, dramatic stuff, when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to visuals... They're fucking leaps and bounds, you know, of most of the stuff that comes out in America. So The Wailing, definitely an excellent one to see. That's a story about a a village that slowly starts to get possessed. And they turn into, like, feral animals. But, you know, that's just really decent. Then there was, um, shit, it's, I, I wouldn't call it a found footage deal, 
but it was um uh, it concerns an insane asylum i'm not exactly sure which country it comes out of but it's about a group of like vloggers or like a horror group on youtube that goes into like the most haunted asylum in whatever country that they're in i i almost want to say that it's done in thailand but it doesn't it doesn't seem like a thai movie i think maybe it actually is japanese but there is or, or maybe it is korean i'm not too sure but the whole point is it's just that it's about a group of people that go into an insane asylum and it's just it's done really well and i i'd say it's on par of like Blair Witch in terms of how decent the acting is and how well presented it is because we all know how found footage movies go. You can either find one that's really, really decent or find others that just... Yeah. Uh, Do you ever see a found footage? Speaking of found footage, it was called The Taking of Deborah Logan. I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. That's one of the... I think that's one of the better found footage movies I watched. I mean, Dallas watched it one time and it was really it was really good like i thought um the camera work was nice reading fun footage story the acting was really good Mm -hmm. um it surprised me i'd I'd recommend it it gets really weird at the end which is nice that's what you gotta do these kind of movies anyways so the taking of the oh shit bad ben have you seen bad ben yet Mm -mm. that's on prime and it is beyond low budget. It's just some guy in New Jersey, and he like uses his house as a backdrop. Hey, good shit comes out of Jersey. What do you want me to say? But um, this guy's like apparently he shot it on a budget of like three hundred dollars or something like that. And the whole thing is he's got like this awesome house, and it, it like the the first one it starts out because he's turned it into a fucking series now. And some of them are good, some of them are bad. Now there's like spin, like a spinoff of it. But this guy is like the biggest asshole on the planet. <laughs> and he like, you know, hey, we bought this house at a sheriff's auction, you know. And I think he mentioned like Atlantic City, so it w- it would kind of take place in like the Atlantic City area. And he buys this house. He, you're not allowed to go into it when you buy a house from these like due to legality reasons, but apparently. The last owners, they either split, disappeared, whatever. He kind of alluded to something like, this is why you don't let your mortgages go, you know? And then you find out what eventually happened to the people. But, you know, it's got a decent enough buildup. And, like, there's kind of levels of humor. There's um, moments of really bad CGI going on. Like, there's one part where he pisses off the ghost, and the ghost literally lifts him off the ground, and he bangs his head on the ceiling. And you could see where it's like they punched him out so that he hit the ceiling and then he lands on the floor but this guy is such an ass wipe because you know it's a typical thing you know you get your typical guy buying a haunted house and he goes in and sees a ghosty shit he's like oh this is my fucking house get the fuck out da, 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 da. he finds some ashes up in the attic and they write down not your home and he's like wrong buddy and then he reaches down and fucking runs his hand through the writing he's like this is my fucking house and you can get the fuck out you're not getting me out of here you know so it's it's amusing it's amusing just the way that he handles stuff i probably say like maybe the best part of it is um like a doll attacks him and he, he gets pissed off and chases it. And he's like, you and me are going to have a fucking talk. And he sits the doll down on the table. And it's all through security camera footage. And he, like, dresses the doll down. And then some other bullshit happens. But it, it, then he he winds up drop kicking the doll down a flight of stairs. 
You know, because so he's like, low. what's this? So it knows it's huh? low budget, and it knows it's low budget, and it uses it to bring comedy into it to kind of help mask the, the chief. In, 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 in a sense. Yeah, I'd have to say it, it, it's written on the level that it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it knows when to take shit seriously. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it, it's not pretentious. It doesn't make itself have to be bigger than what it's meant to be. In fact, I think we really should sit down and watch it and talk about it, like go in depth. But like, sounds fun. That's one of my. That's one of my favorites, though, is like when he chases the thing. He's like, we're gonna have a fucking talk, and then there's like another thing where. That's why he drop kicked it down the stairs because he wakes up. He's like, "What the fuck, you know?" And then he sees like the dolls holding a knife, so he drop kicks it down the stairs, takes it in the kitchen. He puts the knife down on the table, and he's like, "So, is that what you were gonna do? You were gonna stab me? You were gonna fucking stab me while I'm sleeping? Well, that's nice and creepy, you know." <laughs> but this the series, it um, you know, I watched the first one and it was so decent that I'm like, you know what? I want to see the rest of this now. So I tuned in. I watched the second one which is supposed to be a prequel of sorts, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's supposed to be a prequel, and it's like, meh. It, it really wasn't as interesting as any of the other stuff. And then the third one, a bunch of paranormal activity people break into the house to try to, like, um, you know, get the story on all the shit that happened, and they wind up bringing him back, and he's like, I'm not fucking going in there. And then they were like, why won't you go in there? He's like, because you haven't even put any money in my hand. You know, he's like, I need new clothes, Leave, you know, give me a check and then I'll go in there. So he's just like a greedy asshole because he's even talking about shit like um, he's like, well, you know, it's one thing if there's a murder there because you can cover that up. But having a haunted house that definitely affects the resale value because his whole goal isn't to buy the house to live in it is to buy it, fix it up, flip it. You know, so he's like, how the hell am I going to flip this, you know? So you got the paranormal activity crew breaking in there. They bribe them to go in there. Then they have their shit show. Uh, there was a couple more I still haven't seen, but probably one of the best ones because they're exploring this notion that this it takes place on parallel universes. So that way you can just take continuity and just go throw it right out the window, you know? But nice. there's one where he's a paranormal investigator and he gets hired to go back to the house because the owner... Um, you know, finds that there's demons, and now he's a parapsychologist, so they bring him in, and he's like, I-, I can't believe I'm doing this shit again. He's like, you know what, it's a good thing that her check cleared and all this. So he deduces how many things are haunting the house. So it- it's just, it-, it keeps going, but it's done really well. It's a passion project, and I enjoyed it. So Bad Ben, definitely check that one out. We definitely got to at least watch the first one and talk about it. Yeah. Uh, did you watch uh, Willie's Wonderland? I've heard of it. No, I so Willie's sort of. Uh, yeah, it's sort of based off you know Five Nights at Freddy's, and Nicolas Cage plays the janitor, and his car his car breaks down, and he has oh, to stay at Willie's Wonderland for the night. And you know they, the animatronics come to life, and he <laughs> kicks the living shit out of all of them. Like it's it's like is it's this like, one of those things? It's Doom Guy. It's like if Doom Guy was in Five Nights at Freddy's. It's pretty much what it is. And Cage doesn't have oh, one word sake. of dialogue. He's a silent protagonist. It, it, it was so. It was this is just fun. one of those things where, like, they. So this is just one of those things where Nicolas Cage is in the movie because the internet is in love with Nick Cage. Going. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. 
I'm not much on memes. Uh, well, are they memes uh, or memes? Memes. I'm not much on memes. Yeah, that's either. like in Final Fantasy where it's like, is it Gil or Jill? I call it Gil. Uh, they also, it's the second time they've done a movie based off the Five Nights uh, property. They also did the Banana Splits movie, which is based off of a, was it 60s Hanna Barbera children's cartoon? And they decided to make a horror version of it where they're animatronics that get faulty programming. Uh huh. I gotta look yeah. this up. What is it called? They, they did, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's, the game. And then um, this company was gonna make a movie, but then Blumhouse bought the rights. So you're like, what do we have? Well, we have this children's cartoon from the 60s. Let's make a horror version of it. So they did. And then I guess later on, someone brought a script into this cage and was like, would you like to do a version of this? And, you know. So yeah, we have two movies based off of animatronics. I don't know who any of these fucking people are. Banana Splits. A maniac dressed in a dog costume wrecks bloody havoc during the taping of a popular children. I, I've That's never heard of this. Banana Splits a, movie. No, they're, they're animatronics. It's like the Itchy and Scratchy episode where Itchy and Scratchy, you know, the animatronics are attacking. Sort like that. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, when they go I to do, Itchy I, and Scratchy later and they figure out how to... I did enjoy how more twisted the Banana Splits movie was because you see like the whole children set up. Like there's a game show part where they got to go through slime and these obstacles and stuff. Later on, they do a horror version of that where like mm-hmm. this one woman has a broken like bone and stuff and she's like slipping in the slime, making it worse and stuff because they're making them go through it. You know, it's just, it was, yeah. it was twisted fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't so know. That thing, I, I'm, 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 I'm weird about shit like that. Like it's so weird because like I, I I'm not so much of a cinemaphile where it's like I'll watch a low budget movie and get into it, but when it it looks like shit like the like if the effects are done in fucking Photoshop, I'm like just like a step above Birdemic. I, I just can't do it. I can't sit yeah. through it. I'll look at it and be like, this is fucking shit. Like I'd rather watch my kids put on a fucking sock puppet performance. <laughs> What about big budget stuff? Did you watch uh, Godzilla vs. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong? Of course, me and my youngest watched it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty well, good. I thought it was well done. Um, the fight scenes were pretty good. The problem is, it's just that uh, there there needs to be some type of a human drama in a Godzilla movie or a King Kong movie or any type of kaiju movie. But the thing is. You can't give that much of a shit about the humans because what do you go to watch the movie for? Do you want to find out if uh, you, you know Jenny and Billy like reunite with each other? Do they find the spark in their romance again through all this conflict? No, you just want to watch the fucking things fight. So it was an interesting enough story, but it, it's just typical for any type of kaiju movie for me where I don't care about the human drama. I don't at all, you know? And it's right. like, well, yeah, there's this evil corporate overlord who's trying to build Mechagodzilla because he thinks he's protecting the world, but he doesn't realize that he has absolutely no control over it. Um, I'd have to say, unfortunately, though, that probably my biggest gripe about it is, is that it's yet to be another versus movie that does not have the balls to just have a definitive winner. So I agree with you 100%. I said the exact same thing. I was hoping that Godzilla was like going to like curve stomp King Kong and be the victor because he is the king of the monsters. And so they teamed up and they killed Mecha Godzilla. But that was fine too. It was still a fun movie. 
you know, it could have been, I look at it, it could have been terrible. At least it was fun. Yeah. Like, like, God damn, those, those fight scenes were awesome. Like, you know, no shaky blurry cam or. Yeah. I didn't walk away from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good director. He's the same guy that directed VHS. But it's like, you call it versus. I want versus. I think it's Adam Uh, Winger. No, you got to have the balls to at least have some type of a definitive end to it. Like, have the nerve. Like, even just to piss people off. Man, fucking King Kong, why did he win? You know? Well, I mean... Because it just felt... It felt like one of the most uneven fights that I've ever seen in my life. Because how many times did Godzilla kick the living shit out of King Kong? And, I mean, it's also a really uneven fight in the grand scheme of things. Because you've got... Godzilla with atomic breath. He's got a massive tail that he could smack you over the head with. We saw how good he moved in the water. And then we've got King Kong, who's just really strong and a gorilla. I mean, at the very least, he didn't drop like a 50-foot turd and fucking throw it at like Kong and it blinded his eyes or some shit like that. It was just it, it's it's a tough matchup. It really is. I mean we all know how the original came about because originally it was going to be Godzilla versus Frankenstein's monster. And they were going to go ahead and keep doing shit where it was like Frankenstein would create these monsters to fight King Kong, which what are you going to do? But um, they, they, they wound up fudging all that. And then they threw in King Kong who was somehow powered by lightning. You know, I think to me that's where it just kind of loses the whole luster because it's such an uneven fight. It's like an adult fighting a kid in high school. But the adult's an MMA fighter, and the kid in high school, like, maybe did a couple wrestling matches. Maybe played a little bit of football. You know, did the weightlifting club, got bored with it because he found a girlfriend. You know, it's just... So, it's just at the end of it with the whole... um, finding the axe made of one of an, of an old Godzilla scale and then he supercharges it and cuts I don't know yeah they, so they've touched to upon you know it, it, it was an it was enjoyable but someone like me I'm gonna watch the movie and be like what about this and this and this because um I I'd have to say that there was enough throwbacks to different ideas of shit. I love how it looks like you're like reaching into the void and pulling something out of it. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, you're just like leaning back and then you pull out a drink and be like, yeah, this is where I get my shit. If you could just pull something out of the void, like, ooh, bacon, you know, but uh, seriously though, um, I think one of the coolest things that they ever did was uh, it was a Godzilla versus a Mecha Godzilla. When they built Mecha Godzilla over the bones of the original Godzilla for structural integrity's sake. And then it turns out that because it was the original Godzilla who has no concept of giving a shit about humanity, once they activated it, it was like the original Godzilla came to life and started wrecking havoc, you know? So there was something cool about that. This one, it was just like, okay, why is it going out of control? Is it like fucking Superman 3 when you have Richard Pryor explaining, it's feeding itself. It wants to live, you know. I'm the wrong person. To that ask. scene still scares. Uh, the shit I haven't out of me seen. I, I haven't seen the new Godzilla movies or the new Kong movies. That was the only one I saw. I was like, people want to watch them. Like, okay. I guess I'm not. I haven't like sat down and watched. You all haven't seen Skull movies. Island yet? 
Nope. <laughs> you should probably sit down and watch Skull Island because that was really good. The only Godzilla movie I've seen was that's a lot of fish. <laughs> oh, it's not even you know, not even Godzilla, it's just Zilla. The the only King Kong movie I saw was Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh, I just see Pacific Rim. That's a kaiju movie, so you know, and I really like that one. <laughs> I've seen parts of Final Wars. That has nothing. So you've seen like the shittiest versions of something, and then you jump into okay. Uh, dude, I gotta fucking school you on something. All right, I, we, I all did know like, this, uh, we all know the Zilla thing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I saw the fight scene in Final Wars. You did like what? Like three I saw the fight scene in Final Wars where he takes him out in like three seconds. It was like Godzilla versus Zilla. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, then you have like the alien freaking out saying, I knew that stupid lizard was useless. Um, yeah. The Peter Jackson Kong, everybody's like all up in arms about how amazing that movie is. Visually, it's beautiful, but I said I, I didn't watch it in theaters. I, I snagged it on DVD at like a Goodwill for a dollar ninety nine. That was the only reason why, because I didn't have an interest in watching it. Because I love the original one. The, the original one is a fucking marvel of cinema. So it's like eh, it's a dollar ninety nine. Why not? So I sat down. Probably a big reason why I didn't want to watch it is because I hate Jack Black. He annoys the shit out of me. You know, it's like. I would watch Jackal just to watch Jack Black get hurt. And watch, someone's going to like fucking tweet snitch us and he'll link us to this video and he'll be like, yeah, dude, you're going to fucking, you, you watch a shitty movie just to watch me get hurt? Like, fuck you, dude. I'll make you a poop monster in Tenacious D, you know? All right, Tenacious D was kind of funny, but I, I'm not yeah. a Jack Black fan. It, it's just, it, it's it, fine. I, but anyways, like um... The Peter Jackson Kong, the, the the Peter Jackson Kong movie, it took him an hour and a half to get on the fucking boat. <laughs> like, why? You, you know, it's like I, I literally went through skipping chapters. I'm like, nope, not on the boat. Nope, not on the boat. Nope, not on the boat. Doot, doot, doot. Still not on the boat. And then finally, like an hour and a half in the movie, it felt like. When they finally got on the boat and started going. I didn't want to hear any exposition of the people. Because, once again, that's the whole thing of a kaiju movie. Nobody gives two shits about the fucking people. They want to watch monsters fight. Huh. Yeah. You totally froze up. You did for a second. Like, my image of you is you're just like... Hmm. Wait, I can't (laughs) do that because that looks bad. But you just look like you're moving and you're just like... (laughs) You look fun on my end. But anyways, people don't give a smidgen of a shit about the human drama. They just want to watch monsters fight. They want to watch monsters destroy things. That's the whole thing. So you could sit down and just tune out and just enjoy the carnage. So, I mean, I didn't care about any of that stuff. And then I watched it, and I'm like, all right, well, the parts with Kong in it, they're pretty cool. You know, everything at the end was pretty somewhat decent. But, um... Yeah, that whole, like, first half of the movie was totally unnecessary. Um, The 98 Godzilla movie, there's nothing else that I could say that hasn't already been said about it. It's ungodly. But, um, shit, what's something good for you? I haven't seen forever. All I remember is it it wasn't the worst thing, but if it comes to Jurassic Park at the end, then sequel bait, and that's it. 
the the baby. Oh, I'm telling you this right. I'm telling you this right now. If you ever make a real bad dudes episode about the '98 Godzilla, I refuse to be a part of it. No review. I refuse. Not unless you send me a check for five hundred dollars and after it clears, because that movie I will never ever watch. That's the second one. Second one, what? The well, the you refuse to watch. First one was a fan edit of Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> But I ain't no hurry for that. Oh, yeah, there's that I won't watch either. Yeah. I, I will never watch that. Um, are you are you excited for uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yeah. I watched did you see that trailer with the... Um, did you watch the, the trailer with the little Stay Puft guys? Yeah. That was adorable. Yeah. yeah, you know that that shit's going to become like hardcore collector's items. Give it, give it like a minute. It's going to become like hardcore. I'm glad they got Paul Rudd. I guess I feel like he's gonna be like the Egon esque character, and I think I think he's fine for it. Not necessarily, but he's gonna be like the, you know. Well, I'm I'm interested enough, and you know what? The here here's a good gauge for you. If you can convince Bill Murray to come back and not like rip the script up and mail it back to you, there I, I think he found something. You know, yeah. and I, th- I even read, I even read an interview with Murray where he was like, "This was really physically enduring while he is in his mid sixties, right, or late sixties, mid to late sixties. Maybe so. I, I can I possibly, but um, the whole thing is, is he, he was like, yeah, um, he, he's definitely got his father's drive and his father's vision, which is cool. I got a lot of respect for him because I, I thought, you know, he he was kind of okay in most of his little cameo roles in his dad's movies, like. I started to like put two and two together when I was like, that's the same kid from Ghostbusters too. Like when we were watching Kindergarten Cop, um, when they found him making out in the closet with the girl, don't you know the building is on fire? You know, he's like, we thought it was another drill. You know, I was like, that's, that's the kid who got up and he's like, my dad says you guys are full of crap, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, see, it's cool how he put his kid in every movie and at least it wasn't like, um, really shoehorned in like the way that um will smith would push his kid in or the way that like francis ford coppola would put his daughter in yeah um so dallas pitches idea to me and i think he's right i think the plot of the movie is going to be that egon like the containment unit was full and he, there's no way to actually get rid of the containment unit so he like had it transferred like to the underground mines of this town and maybe mm. it like leaked or something and that's going to be like the plot I think of the movie why there's ghost activity. And I was like, you know what? I buy that. That's probably what the plot's going to be. Yeah. You know what? That's actually that's actually kind kind of on par with what I was thinking as well. Like I looked at the farm and my first knee-jerk reaction was when Ray was walking outside of the bank and he's like, "My parents left me that house. I was born there." So I'm thinking yeah. that that was Ray's farm. You know, but and then they just started using it as like a paranormal dumping ground by putting everything in the mines where nobody would find it. It's like nuclear waste. You know, after a while, it starts to seep out. Yeah. You know, so that that's that's kind of the same thing that I'm banking on as well. I mean, the the 2016 Ghostbusters. The reason why I just flat out rejected, aside from the fact that they spent the entire development time saying this has nothing to do with Ghostbusters. This is its own movie, but they spent every single fucking waking moment that they could. Hey guys, this is a Ghostbusters movie. 
We know. Yeah. We we that's we see the title. We 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 see the uniforms. We see the proton packs. You know, I, I don't doubt for a minute that they tried some really creative endeavors with it, and and they tried doing like. You know, the new stuff that they tried putting into, I don't doubt that they worked really hard on it to come up with something that people would like. But my two big problems with it was, was one, yeah, they had to remind you at every waking second that this is our own project, you know? And then, hey, listen, do you remember this part? You know, I hate that shit. And then the second thing that I didn't like about it was, it's just that they went about it in the worst possible way. And this will forever be my argument for this. When they were going ahead and telling you once again this is its own project they drop a friggin trailer that says 30 years ago four scientists saved new york so i was like okay well i mean let's just take the the the, the most logical step here and take this one out um for one it wasn't four scientists that saved new york because you had egon ray and Peter, they were scientists. And then when you had Winston, who is an ex, uh, if I remember correctly, he was like, he was in the Marines. He worked with explosive ordnance. He wasn't a scientist. He had nothing to do with science. That's why whenever there's any type of a ghost investigation thing going on, even in the second one, you don't see Winston really doing much. Right. Like he's not, he's not walking around doing sciencey shit. He's the one that kind of brings the rest of them back down. I mean, you got Vankman, who's the most grounded out of all of them, but he's the one that would like take Ray aside and be like, Hey, you know? So my problem was, is they did not know when to cut the damn jokes. You do a joke. Okay. That's kind of funny. Then it'll go on. Okay. Go on. No, please stop cut the goddamn gag like i don't know you have to even if you're improving you have to know when to cut it you don't just have it go on and mm-hmm. on until it's like you know like yeah uh, let's, otherwise i it's just I, I didn't even want to watch it yeah it's because it, it it didn't even have that basic common sense so it's just like it's its own movie but once again it's telling you well hey this is a sequel or reimagining, and then that are still with us, and um, then you have the um, the whole the aspect cameos. of they they got cameo. something blatantly wrong. Yeah, they got they, they got the cameos in and didn't want to acknowledge them. Characters, it, it's just yeah. it was very very it, it was just very very weird to me. Um, but you know what? I could almost overlook all that bullshit if they had done the intro right. If they had done the intro right, I, I would have almost been able to overlook all that other crap. But it's just, it showed that to me that they didn't really give enough of a shit. You can go ahead and say that you're the biggest fan of something. And this is something that I'm always bitching about. Whenever, like, like when Cyberpunk was first released, how many channels were popping up saying, oh yeah, I'm a big Cyberpunk genre fan. Yeah, that's why on your channel, like history, you've never released a video talking about anything cyberpunk related. Nothing about Deus Ex, nothing about Shadowrun, nothing about like playing the old tabletop games, never talking about Blade Runner or any sort of cyberpunk culture whatsoever. Fucking zero. And then all of a sudden, cyberpunk, you find out that it's a hot property. So, oh yeah, I've been a fan all my entire life. It's my favorite franchise. Like I used to play those games all the time when I was a kid. Um, this is the first 
video game that they're releasing for the thing. Yeah, so I've been playing it my entire life. You know, they kind of did the same thing with Ghostbusters to me. It just felt like you, you're saying you're a big fan of it, but you really don't give two shits to even get something that I, this sounds so kind of gatekeepery, but because I hate to use the word real fan because people have taken the word real fan and twisted it into that whole gatekeeper thing. Well, if you were a real fan, you would know this, but it's, it, it, I don't know a better word to say it. If you were a real fan of Ghostbusters and you really truly loved the franchise and got into it as a kid, you would be looking at the same shit that I am going for scientists. What the fuck? I could look past that, but the intro. I couldn't get past the intro. The intro should have started off with Egon's funeral. You could have had Bill Murray. You could have had Vankman, uh, Bill Murray as Vankman. Yeah, yeah, you could have had, yeah, Bill Murray as Vankman. You could have had. Is on. Whoa. 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 Hey, Skeppa. Oh. Was that loud? That was real loud. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I know. Isn't that the loudest shit you've ever heard? Yeah. What's. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> oh, it's Skeppy. Yeah, it's Skeppy. Hey, it's what, it's one of my movie friends. He does like a, a movie thing. We every, do like, a movie chat Sunday. Every, every Sunday. And <laughs> I was like, I was like you're a nerd. Get in here. <laughs> cool. So, what were, were we talking about? The the failure yeah. of the Ghostbusters remake. <laughs> oh, you're talking about that. I haven't seen it, actually. The weren't they making a new one? Right? They, they are doing Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can can jump back to that. I just got to finish this one. I was in the middle of a huge rant about why I will never watch the 2016 version. Really? You know what? I'll I'll start over. Okay. I'm um, listening. I'm listening. All right. The first thing that pissed me off about it was is they were coming out at every single juncture and saying, we love the Ghostbusters franchise. We're huge fans of the Ghostbusters Mm -hmm. franchise. But this is going to be its own entry. Okay? Mm -hmm. But then they took every single opportunity to be like, hey, guys, Listen, this was in the first movie. Do you remember that? You know? So that's but like, I thought it's kind I of thought like this was Star its own Wars, entry. Right? It's like they're doing all these throwbacks to like the first movie. Yeah, but but it's supposed to be its own movie. This has nothing to do with it. And then when they dropped the trailer for it, it said 30 years ago, four scientists saved New York. And I'm like, wait a minute here. Three scientists saved New York and Winston. Because Winston wasn't a scientist. He wasn't a part of the original crew. He was like an ex-Marine, I think. So he's not a science guy. So you've already told me that you love this movie to death. you got something that's pretty obvious, a pretty logical thing. You've completely missed that. But I won't go into into the rest of that. But it's just like, I think it's, I thought it was cash grabby as all hell. And then the intro, they completely fucking balked on it. Because if the movie had started off, with a funeral for Egon because Harold Ramis had just passed away. Mm-hmm. But if it had started off, you could have had Bill Murray, you could have had Dan Aykroyd, you could have had um, Ernie Hudson. They could have all been at Egon's funeral and saying, guys, we're too old for this shit. You could have mm-hmm. had Bill Murray saying, we're too old for this. Because what was he always saying no to these movies for? Nobody wants to see a bunch of old people running around catching ghosts. So you could have had like that little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, punch in the shoulder moment right there creatively while mm. pushing forward a narrative by them saying, we're too old for this shit. Let's just franchise out, you know, the the, the company and then have the new characters buy the franchise and then you just go from there and then they tell their story because that goes even further back to the original concept stage of Ghostbusters when originally it was going to be planned out that these guys were like 
SWAT or like EMTs. The mm -hmm. Ghostbusters was supposed to be like a public service thing where they had these teams going around catching the paranormal. So oh, really? they could have had the throwback to that. They they could have had the throwback to that. They could have acknowledged a lot of things that way and then pushed the narrative forward going, our story is over. Now it's time to tell a new one. We hope you like it. But instead, they pretty much said, yeah, you know what? Let's just pretend that those movies never happened. Do you remember when this part happened to Ghostbusters 2? What the fuck? Yeah. So it's basically it, what I'm hearing. It's like a really, really shallow, like, yeah. type of thing. They're just basically, like, you know, pushing it away, but then doing all these throwbacks. It's almost, like, like rude in, in some sense, you know? It's not... Well, yeah. they made the they made these surviving original casts contractually obligated to appear in the remake as different characters from the originals. Yes, yeah, really. You had Dan Aykroyd, but he was not right. Wow. There was a you Sony had Bill Murray, but he wasn't. Yeah, there was that yeah. Sony hack or the emails where there was an email that was like legally threatening Bill Murray, where he had to appear in the film, or he would have got like sued or something. Huh. I wow. gotta look this up because I never knew about oh, this. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious though. But I was telling him my immediate problem with the movie was that the jokes just went on too long. They just didn't know when to cut something funny would happen and improv, 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 improv. It's like mm. stop that. It's like There's just so yeah. it, it, it just, wasn't it wasn't anything special. Some of the effects were kind of cool looking, but it's just not that, too great of a of a film in general. Yeah. <laughs> That's your complaint. It, I'm just getting like like this movie and it's, it's pissing off the main fans a little bit and it's not too great. It's just like I mean, you can do a movie with like four you know, they they can change it to ladies. It's that's fine, but yeah. I don't care about any of that. Yeah, but then like Janine you know, Chris Hemsworth characters playing it. But yeah. They, they they would do a joke where like he was too done to function or like hmm. he hits the gong and he covers his eyes instead of his ears. It's like, all right, that's kind of stupid funny because, like, he has no frames and his glasses. Mm. Like, I'll be back in two seconds. I got to let the dog out, so keep yakking. No oh, worries. Oh, oh. But then Bobby. they came up with something else, and it was just ridiculous. Huh. Like, there was a phone in a fish tank, and he was, like, trying to, like, grab the phone like this. It's like, what are you huh. doing, movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I got to go. I guess I got to go watch it. I mean, it kind of just flew off my radar, right? Like, it was just, like... Oh, another ghost. They, they're doing all these remakes, right? And at some point, like, well, they're doing a new one, Ghostbusters Afterlife. That one ignores the remake. They're just totally like this remake that happened. They're just like, no, well, it bombed really bad. You know, it's really funny. It how... <laughs> if it does super badly, <laughs> they're just like try, uh, try again. It's like Hulk, right? Like the Hulk remakes and like Spider Man. It's like, like every Terminator sequel after two. Yeah. It, it's like, oh, did it do well? Okay, it's canon. Uh, sh wait, it didn't? Uh, re redo. Redo again. Yeah, yeah, Push yeah. the redo button as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's like some people complain about, uh, you know, the last two Avengers movies that use time travel to f is a quick fix, fix for it. Some people don't, you know, didn't like that they did that. Yeah, I, that was fun. That was fun. I yeah. personally, yeah, enjoyed it. I mean, I wasn't, I yeah. was, uh, I thought it was fun. I'm not taking the Avengers too. I mean, maybe mm. there's some like Marvel fans out there who are like real big Marvel fans, 
and they're like oh yeah all this stuff i don't know if it happened in the comics but for me i'm just like have like a light-hearted take on it and for that reason i'm like okay they're using time travel no biggie no biggie you're here to have fun you're here to watch some popcorn it's a long movie but uh you know it's i enjoyed it i enjoyed it <laughs> right right yeah yeah um but i'm kind of pooped out from all the all the the hero movies a little bit there's a little bit of fatigue from those true but, true true yeah they might the, mm-hmm. what was it like the snyder cut they just got released four hours which i actually thought was, was pretty good oh the the which one the snyder cut yeah, it was like the four oh, hours yes. of Justice League. Right, I just learned about that movie recently. It was going to be two. It was going to be two movies, but they decided to. Uh, it was going to be two movies. Ah, tells me about my webcam. They're going to split into two, but then the director something happened. It was mm-hmm. I think it was a kid that committed suicide, so he had to leave the project. So they hired Josh Wheaton. He came in and chopped the film, shot stuff, and bombed because of the yeah. the recut. Well, then... I'm saying that like they don't think that. It would have necessarily worked if it was two parts, like a part yeah. one and a part two. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. But the problem with D- DC is they rush everything. They didn't take time to establish characters like Marvel did. Marvel, it's like, you got to catch up. Cares about their characters a lot more than DC does, or at least putting yeah. the effort in and the time to uh, develop them, to build them. You know, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh I mean I did see Wonder Woman. That was pretty good. That was one of their Wonder better Woman. ones, I would have to say. Uh I, I haven't seen that one. I don't think I've seen any of the, the new DC stuff after Dark Knight Rises. I don't know. I heard Man of Steel was <laughs> yeah, I didn't rush I to see that. That didn't really impact me too much. I think I'm getting superhero fatigue as well. Like he has to just the big moment right in the end of that one is like Superman deciding whether he should kill someone or not. Like that's like the ending of that, I think. And it's like, it's how he killed Zod. Yeah. Right. I think that's what it is. And it's like this big moral, um, thing that, you know, Superman's not supposed to do. And that was the big thing, but it's like, you know, that's also a thing like, (laughs) like I'm kind of there to be entertained. That's a little bit (laughs) of, of why I'm there and what I enjoy about the film. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what? <laughs> Just gonna make me... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're done. Click. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Have yeah. you watched anything else lately that's mm. interesting? Watching terrible, terrible films. Well, or good. Could be a TV show too, or something. I don't know. Thing that I've seen recently. You know what we did watch, which was kind of crazy. Um, what was it called? I think Fritz. Fritz the cat. Yeah, it's very controversial movie. <laughs> we put that one on the other week, and uh, yeah, probably it was- it's time very that's a really good way to describe it it had a a lot of it's it had a lot of stuff you wouldn't see in a film in a cartoon i suppose 
they're really yeah, trying to push the boundaries of what's uh heavy what's metal is kind of like that too what heavy metal yeah what's that one about it's like a bunch of um short stories based around oh my god that's like main plot point i haven't seen it forever oh no huh i just remember it was interesting for its time some of the stories were kind of eh but it's visually with music and stuff huh very you know that 80s kind of animation quality yeah 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 huh so i know to come out heavy heavy metal Eighty-one. There's a sequel that expands on one of the short stories. Oh man! A glowing... yeah, it's like an evil green spear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes and tries to destroy everything. Huh. Anthology bizarre and fantastic stories. Interesting. I'll put that on my list. Excited for anything coming out? I want to check out Psycho Psycho Gorman. That looks really fun. Psycho Gorman. That looks. I, I saw that. And I was. I was like that. The, is, that is like. I also need to watch the the other movie the director did, The Void. It looks. That looks really good. The Void. Yeah. Oh. And maybe I'm thinking of a different one. There's a There's a Void that's like really trippy. That's like a French art house movie. No, this one's like has elements of like the thing and whatnot. Okay. Lovecrafty. Yes. Yeah. Came out in 2016. Hmm. Welcome back. Yeah. Hello. Give me one second. Okay, so I, I walked in on the void. I think I've heard of the void. Yeah, I, I know the director did that. Did Psycho Gorman? I don't know if you've seen the, the heard of that movie yet. It's like this little girl finds this like medallion thing no. in the ground and it belongs to this demon as long as she has it the demon has to do whatever she says so it's kind of <sighs> weird goofy trippy heavy metal-esque uh, pa- almost like- power ranger guyver looking kind of movie <laughs> but it's like batshit insane looks like a lot of fun oh jesus um i i hear psycho gorman and i think of gorman from aliens and he's gone psycho uh, <laughs> <laughs> no it, it's funny because they call him PG for short, but the movie's like you know definitely a. It's, it's like the it's like the homage to yeah these like old like eighties ish around that era. Yeah, have you seen like the... um like mm-hmm. Tetsuo the Iron Man? Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. That's okay. You haven't heard of Tetsuo the Iron Man? That's one of the weirdest a... movies you will ever see. It's a Japanese movie, right? There's like the metal. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I've, I've heard of that. I have not watched it. <laughs> it's a Japanese black and white flick. I think um, it's on Shutter. Joe Bob Briggs watched it. They did it for the last drive-in. Huh. All right. And um, it was one of those things where it's a little more art than it's considered gory horror. And it is all in black and white. And fuck, how do I go about saying this without getting canceled? For movies from that area, for that time period, in that subgenre of that gateway to that dimension, it has a lot of weird fucked up shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's really out there and yeah you're not gonna enjoy watching it at least from what i was getting out of that like okay, <laughs> i the, love how slay his arm is just let me let me, let me uh <laughs> explain where i heard about this movie we were watching akira probably a couple of weeks ago i love uh, akira amazing movie really influential and i'm more of a ninja i, I don't i don't want to cut you off but i'm more of a ninja scroll guy that's that, okay. that to me is my top tier um ninja, animated I movie. Heard of that one. Ninja you haven't scroll? heard of ninja scroll no what, what? Oh, <laughs> you gotta watch ninja scroll this dude is something i gotta i gotta put on my list too oh my gosh all right, no, no. If you're if you're an anime guy, you see the thing is, is um, I grew up watching anime, but the yeah. thing is, is, I dipped out of anime forever because <laughs> anime got too big for me. I suppose it's one of those it's one of those things where it's like you grew up and you knew Sailor Moon was. You didn't really watch it. I watch it now because it's kick ass. But you knew it. You knew this. You knew that. You knew this. You knew that. And then it got to a point where anime got really popular in America. And then people started watching shit that you had no clue about that became mm. mega popular. Super and mean. then, you, you you know, you go up to a group of people that is like, oh, hi, I like anime. Hey, I like anime, too. And it's like, really? So what's your favorite AMV? Um, what? Oh, well, boy. like, my favorite movie is Ninja Scroll. Oh, you really got to check out Gitsu, Gitsu Jory Ginsu Hayasama. Like X Bahamut Zero. Oh my gosh! And you're like, what the fuck you're is staring that? Staring at them like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? It's just the things that are ultra popular have it's it's obscure to you when you grew up watching the whole thing when it was obscure. It's kind of like um, I, if we were gonna put it in like say a horror context, if you're not an anime person, mm -hmm. like like whoever's watching this mishmash of discussion here in a horror context it's almost like you were a big horror fan and you grew up watching um like oh shit man i remember when i spit on your grave was like the goriest thing ever mm. and then everybody's like yeah man i like fucking saw saw is brutal why what's brutal about saw well he, he cut his fucking leg off and well, in I Spit on Your Grave, they cut his dick off with a propeller after he donkey punched a girl over a rock. That was pretty fucking brutal. It was like, Ugh. you know, so it's just kind of like, all right, you know what? I don't get your shit, you know, but um, but yeah, like like the old school shit. I grew up on like Vampire Hunter D. That's still to me one of the best like animated movies ever. If you haven't seen that, that's definitely another watch too of the two Vampire Hunter D movies. But then just scroll, dude. Yeah, watch that shit. But into Akira. Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to look into those. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm super big into. I've seen a lot of the classics, Akira, uh, yeah. you know, Neon Genesis, Evangelion, all that type of stuff. Some some of the some of the big ones. Um, mm -hmm. Death Note was my first one. <laughs> I didn't watch that too. Yeah, Kitsune is starting to get me but, back into anime, and she's mm -hmm. had me watching. Um, uh... She's had me watching Fairy Tale, which is amazing. I fucking love Fairy Tale. Uh, um, and then there's um, Helsing, which is another fantastic one. Hmm. Hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know what. What's your opinion on um, Avatar? I'm beat? a loud. I'm a loudmouth from New Jersey, and I have ADD. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, no worries at all. 
<laughs> I am watching so the I'm Avatar watching movie. Avatar the the Last Airbender, the original series. Oh wait, the the yeah, Last yeah. Airbender, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know there's this huge debate over people discussing if it's actually anime or not, mm -hmm. and that's like something that I've seen kind of people talking about, and I've just been interested in in what people's opinions of that is. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, there's. Uh, Let me. Let me turn this off, and maybe we might actually have a much better connection. Yeah, everyone's kind of chopping up a little bit. Uh, also, hello, Mr. Swift. Yeah, we just killed off all of our cameras. Oh, no. Maybe I'll I'll do that, too. That might help. All right, I'm going to quick. Uh, I'm going to exit out, and then I'm going to rejoin, and maybe I'll have a little bit of a better connection. This is still better than what we had with Discord. Okay. All right, then. Am oh. I coming through all right? Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Good, good. Hey, pretty good. Always good to hear. Chilling Just out. got back from a long-ass drive, so uh, you'll have to forgive me if I'm more uh, observing than communicating. That's Ain't fine. Worries. They're talking about Animu. We got onto the subject of the Animus a little bit. Uh, so you're not very much into the Animu, are you? Not too much. The hand raises, the little wiggle. <laughs> Just I was for a good while, but God knows I don't anime nearly enough nowadays. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's my uh, my significant other's uh, jam is anime. Though I don't think he's watched too much new stuff, so I don't know. It's there is a lot of new stuff out there. It's just like uh, a whole world. My my roommates watch a lot of anime. I just like have not caught up. They're like watching like Sword, uh, Shield Hero, and uh, I don't even know. It's just all these different animes that like haven't heard of. I'm just trying to. I've the ones I have on my list is Cowboy Bebop. That's what I want to watch. Uh, and Made in it's Abyss. It's a staple. Trust me, it is definitely yeah. worth the watch, regardless of your Everyone affiliation with Animu. Says it's so good. Everyone. I'm like, well, it's it's a it's one of the classics. Uh, and it's just like apparently really fantastic. So main main abyss is that underground one, right? With the Donachis, yeah. Yeah. Very sad apparently. There's a lot of finally struggle. managed to get back in. Nice. All hey, right. Um, welcome back. Thank you. All right. So the last airbender, how do I feel about that one? Um Yeah. What's your opinion? I I feel that there are some things that are better left to animation. Hmm. Like there's just some things that if like if you're gonna make um if you're gonna make an Avatar movie, I know I know you obviously can't call it Avatar because uh, there's a James Cameron movie. Right. And when you actually said what's your opinion on Avatar, I was thinking, what are the James Cameron thing that's as long as fucking <laughs> gone with the wind? Um Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh my god, that went on forever. You guys got your cameras back on? Uh, very, very long. And they're making like five sequels too, but yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Lord. But yeah, uh, I didn't particularly watch it because, once again, I think that some things should just specifically be uh, animated. And there's nothing wrong with having a full-length animated movie. Because once you see, like, like if you check out Vampire Hunter D and you watch the second one, you'll see that it was structured so well that, yeah, this actually could function as an animated movie. Because if Disney was doing shit wrong all those years... By making them animated movies, you know what I mean? It's just some mm. things were better just left, you know, on a drawing board. 
Like are when you, you when about, they did the. Are you talking? You're not talking about like the the M. Shyamalan, the 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 movie he made, because I thought that was atrocious. <laughs> but um, uh, I guess oh, I'm talking yeah. more about the the TV series. Yeah. Also, Mr. Swift has joined us. He was on yes. the thing from the world and the thing review we did. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Howdy. Uh, so you guys so you're, not your cams, you're not going to turn your cams back on? It's just going to be me in the void? It's mm. actually really helping with the connection by having my camera off. How does mine even look in this lighting? How do you get the background? Uh, the three dots by the hang-up thing. Oh. Oh, love the Atari, sh- love the Atari shirt. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I am digging the Atari shirt. I've never seen your face. That's so funny. <laughs> but you gotta show you gotta show off your collection of you know old old computers and consoles oh. sometime. I'm yeah, assuming. there we go. Hey, you well, might I, get I, a I chance we, we got at least two people rocking I'm gamers. Experimenting shirts. with some things. Speaker settings. Oh, I don't even have the the, the groovy shirt. The background. Actually, you know, I should probably just flip my camera so it actually says it right. Oh, oh, oh. Like it matters. Yeah, though. it says groovy and it's a knockoff of Doom. Yep, yep. Which is fine. What? That's not what I meant to do. Shit. What? I'm breaking everything right now. There we go. That was proper. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to see Ash in Doom? You no, know, I can't select the background because it's Firefox. That's why. Oh. It's the same thing. Anyway. Totally yeah, I'm using Chromey. What's the most so uh, Fatal Vision? I'm guessing you're also a huge mm-hmm. horror fan, right? Like, Absolutely. To. Like it's it's your it's your shit. You've watched every movie out there. Um, I gotta know no. what. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Not exactly every single one, but I yeah, have I like to say that I'm pretty up there. Like action, very well acquainted. And yes. you know, from from my understanding, Slay is real big into these more silly type movies or, or campy a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, like depends on the mood. <laughs> but that, that's the horror genre. It's very flexible. You get a lot of it in there. You get a lot of it in there. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask what your opinion was on um, this. The, probably the most recent horror movie I've watched uh, is Midsommar that came out a couple what that was like a couple years like two or three years there's about the the couple that goes to Sweden right and That's it winds right. up going to hell uh, pretty quick they're going yeah. to this crazy cult like uh huh. place that their friends are like oh yeah come over for the summer it's going to be great we're going to have a good time we're going to you it's know cool smoke some summer, get smoke murdered. some fun stuff and and hang out, and then it, you know it starts going a little bit uh, crazy. Yeah, it's because they wind up getting all caught up in uh, basically a neo-pagan Scandinavian death cult. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It was. Um, I thought it was pretty well done. It was good for a psychological horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. I think it's really good in the aspect that it actually explores. Nordic beliefs because there's not enough attention to their culture and when you really delve into it like I'm not an expert on 
that sort of thing. Like I started reading about Norse mythology and I, like I said, I don't know the names. I don't know the people, but I did read a lot of stories that had really good morals behind them. Like there was the one story about how um, somebody was so focused on their child dying because they had a prophecy that their child was going to die. So they did everything that they could to prevent it. And mm-hmm. by doing everything that they could to prevent it, it they killed. wound up causing. Yes. Uh... So, you, you know, so it has like that interesting. There's a lot of interesting moral stories, you know, to make you think, you know, yeah, maybe you just can't fight inevitability or maybe fighting inevitability is what causes the inevitable to happen, you know, like or a, shit like a that. Self-fulfilling prophecy in, in some ways. In a lot of senses, yeah. So I, I'd say Midsommar is, is it, yeah, Midsommar is definitely a good movie to check out if you haven't seen it. It's not something that I'm, like, going to watch a billion and a half times. I watched it. It was good enough to get me through. And if it ever pops up again, it's just like, yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, it it's definitely one and done. I don't know. I, I, think the there's, I think there's better cult movies. It wasn't terrible. It just... What's a what's the best cult movie? Ooh, uh, that's tough. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, well th- you see, like it's to funny. It's a cult. Yeah, yeah, because when you say cult, you also think back to a like ho- like old horror movies that have a cult like following too. Hmm. Yeah, I. Yeah, what would that be? Would it be like secret society or what? Uh. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, that's a that's actually a tough one because I mean, the best movies that concern like a cult going ape shit. Well, I mean, if you really wanted to like get technical with the subject, you could you know say Hellraiser's got some cult like aspects to it because it's a cult of sadomasochistic demons. Mm. Or. Mm. Hell, I'd even say right. the Leatherface so- shoehorned into a cult-like behavioral trait. They actually... I absolutely agree. That was actually going to be one of the plot lines, or was, of when they tried doing Next Generation. Um, they were supposed to... Yeah, it was supposed to be like... Uh, it was like a, they were ran by a cult or something. And fits all right, too you well. know what? That's all it is. I got... R- I ritual. Got I think Ritual, ritual like is probably... Uh, the best cult ritual movie I've seen. Really? Came out in 2017. Yeah. All right. Huh. I can top that. I can <laughs> top that. Have you ever heard of Race with the Devil? I've heard of it, but it's not, the title isn't ringing any bells if I've seen it or not, you know? All right. You know what? I'll chances are you probably, chances are you probably have already seen a clip of it because this is what got me into checking out the movie. Who here has seen the Burbs? Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, right? No, not the birds. Burbs. The burbs. The Tom, burbs. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Sorry, I missed. I misheard you. I, I haven't seen the burbs. <laughs> you have not seen the burbs. Holy dog shit! Make that at the top of your list. It gotta go there. <laughs> do you want to know what my list? I do have my. Li- I actually have a list. Let me tell you the movie <laughs> that I got. I'll put. I'll put the burbs right at the very top. What are the you ones have I got? To. I got um, maybe you'll hate me. I'm like, oh, I, I, I gotta find, I, I gotta, I gotta find the clip. You here's, see, here, here's the movies I got on my list for horror movies. Okay, okay I'll, I'll put this. Uh, Color Out of Space because I, I read okay. the book. I have uh, Hereditary, 
because of Midsommar. I didn't see which is better than Midsommar, in my opinion. Which I've heard also scarier. I have the Babadook, uh, the Ritual, Rosemary's Baby, one the original, not the remake. Yeah, Rosemary's Babies would also be a great cult film. Oh, I, I gotta make sure to put the original in there. Ah, oh, that movie stands the test of time. Uh, those are the those are the movies I got. So I got like five different movies. But okay, the Burbs. Tell tell me tell me about the Burbs. Well, the Burbs might as well actually be considered kind of like a cult movie in an aspect as well, because it's what what it is. It's 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 kind of a commentary on neighbors. Because the whole thing centers in a cul-de-sac, and it's got Tom Hanks, it's got Rick Ducamon in it, it's got oh, Bruce Dern, Corey Feldman, a kid who looks... Oh, yeah, Tom Hanks, I love him. <laughs> I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't think he's in form. It's got a kid in there that looks exactly... It, it's not exactly a horror <laughs> movie. as it, I, I, I consider it a comedy with horror aspects to it. Wasn't there... But, um, is there another hmm. version of the movie that's out, or that was going to be... Yes. Or something? Oh. No, what what the whole story behind that is is that finally the director put out um the work print that he has of it, and it's vastly different. And in some ways it's superior, and in other ways, um, you know, the, the theatrical cuts better. Either way, they're both great, they're both done really well. The the, the, the theatrical one it's paced just right. The jokes are great. Everything about it's fantastic. But what makes the work print so special is, is that it's different enough in some cases to kind of stand on its own two legs and it's done really well, but you will notice a difference in a drop in video and audio quality, but right. it's a Joe Dante film. So if you're a fan of gremlins, you'll know the type of stuff that he puts out where mm. it's got spooky stuff and it's also got, um, you know, an element of good comedy in it as well. But the whole movie, the whole crux of the movie is it's in the cul-de-sac. There's all these neighbors that are in each other's business because that's what they fucking do. And there's this one house in this thing because everybody's got their mo their lawns mowed. Everybody's got their paint fresh on their house. Everything is perfect. Picture really perfect crisp. shit. Like these cookie But cutter. there's this. Oh, yeah. And then there's this one house that's run down. The lawn is overgrown. There's no leaves on the tree. And they suspect these neighbors of being like mass murderers. Oh, my God. And so the, so the whole movie just kind of centers around them trying to spy on said neighbors and unearth their grisly scheme. Like, it's, what's going on? What? Well, that's, what are these well that's the whole thing. It's not like they fucking you know, saw like a trail of blood leading up to the house. And then as soon as they came out with the coppers, the blood was cleaned up. It mm. was just, they looked at them different. The house looked different. So because they weren't keeping up on their lawn being mowed, they were not normal. So they must be Satanists type of thing. It's a great commentary on how neighborhoods really are. If you yeah. look a little bit different then. Mm -hmm. Something must be wrong. Who you know, like yep. like in group and out group and 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 you know, like what's going Pretty on? Pretty much. Yeah, hundred and fifty percent. That reminds me of uh, us a little bit. I don't know. I get like just similar esque vibes, like in a neighborhood. Maybe probably yeah. a completely different movie. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a, a, a completely different one. But this movie, it's good enough to have some spooks that'll make you go, ah. But there's uh, also enough comedy in it to make you laugh your ass off. And plus the story, it's just really well done. 
So the hmm. burbs, yeah, put that on the top of your list. But <laughs> yeah. the re but the reason why I even brought up the burbs to begin with, um, the scene when Ray is sitting on his bed, Ray is Tom Hanks. He's sitting on the bed flipping through television channels, and it's all these horror movies. And of course, me being the psycho that I am as a kid, I was like, What movie's that? What movie's that? What movie was this? It's so it's he, a discovery movie for you. You're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> Before the internet was out, you had the burbs in yep. some ways. <laughs> so he's so he's flipping through channels, and he comes across a movie where there's like this satanic cult in the middle of the desert, and they sacrifice a girl. And then he flips through the next channel, and then you see the scene from The Exorcist when she throws up on Damien Karras. And then he flips to the next channel, and then you see, it's the scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 when Leatherface breaks into the ice room and chases a stretch around. So the whole thing was, is that I watched those clips and I'm like, I want to fucking see those movies. Mm. So I didn't know which Texas Chainsaw Massacre it was just because I knew Leatherface. So I wound up watching all the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. I only had to watch, I only had to watch two. What's up? None. Oh, wait, that was my voice in the end. Oh, <laughs> but um that's oh, my voice disgusting i hate that Gosh. but um but so, anyways um go ahead yeah uh, yeah but you know i only had to watch two um texas chainsaw massacres and then the exorcist was kind of cut and dry but then the other movie with the satanic cult in the in the desert looking thing i was like what the hell movie is this so i'm digging through every horror book that i have and i wound up discovering a bunch of other horror movies because of it but in the end it turns out that the movie where you saw that sacrifice was a 1975 flick with peter fonda called race with the devil race with hmm. the devil and it wound up being a pretty decent movie. I mean, it's got um, the only two people that I remember from it. Well, actually, there should be three people from it because um, I think the guy from uh, Predator is in it. The guy that played the general in Predator, R.G. Armstrong, is in it. So it, it, it it's it's a decent enough movie, though. That's the whole point. But there, there, there's a cult movie to check out is uh, Race with the Devil. Oh, that's great. Wow. And so now I was just curious. You you said you were watching the Burbs when you were like really young, right? This is like one of the very first movies. Um I guess I was just gonna ask like what I was probably about like eight or nine at the time. Eight or nine. What what's the first horror movie you remember watching? <laughs> the first yeah. horror movie that I remember watching, um, it kind of came in well well the funny thing is is um i had an interesting childhood because my dad you always find out cool shit about your parents after they're gone mm -hmm. i found out that my dad was a huge horror nut i mean where the i mean i couldn't put two and two together by 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 figuring out well my mom didn't fucking buy these where the, who, who was the horror nut you know because i always knew my older brother to be like big in the horror he's the one that really got me in the horror movies hmm. but i'd have to say that um the whole point is is he was he was a horror nut so whenever a spooky movie would come on he would go grab the nearest vhs tape and shove it into the vcr and start recording he didn't give a fuck oh where it was God. so at the end of the day i would get um I would get babysat by my grandmother while 
my parents went to work. So I would pop in like the little mermaid, which was like taped off of the tape that you would get from the Disney store that cost like $30. <laughs> so it's like, you would have like the little mermaid or you'd have like a bunch of bugs, bunny cartoons. And then once the bugs, bunny cartoons was over, you'd have Christine. So <laughs> we would go from, yeah, hey, hey, nice, to, you know, and then it will go into no shitter ever came between me and Christine. Now you watch this. You know, so it's just like I started thinking that that's how people normally talk to one another. So I would go around and I would be like, "What's up, shitter?" to the mailman. You know? <laughs> but it's just I didn't know any better. But that's that that's kind of like my experience with horror movies. Is is fuck one of my, one one of the tapes that I always used to watch. It was like the biggest degradation of things that a child should watch because we went from ghostbusters to the terminator to fright night hmm. you know so I, my grandmother would just put in a vhs tape and walk away and i'm fucking watching what i'm watching but they, you know i would sit in like the room and i would play with my toys and watch you know arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> you know down to charlie and amy bitching because they won't do it do you want so to make you, love or not? You kind of have your brother to to thank for for you really getting into like the horror genre, and like oh, absolutely, like he was all... the one that really pushed it over the top. Hmm. Yeah, he he was the one that pushed it over the top because I mean, naturally, you look up to your you know your older siblings because they're the ones that are doing the cool shit. They're the ones that help mold you into being what you're into at least as a kid because you know your older brother is the coolest person that you ever knew yeah. so you want to do the cool shit so mm -hmm. of course we're, we're playing video games and of course we're watching uh like friday the 13th you know so he would make a big deal and watch friday the 13th so i'd sit down and watch it with him get scared shitless and then he would prank the hell out of me <laughs> you know i'll never yeah. I'll never forget the time that he put like a like he put one of those fake hands outside of uh outside of his window and he's like, Chris, Chris, someone's trying to climb into the house. You know, it's like <laughs> seven-year-old me. Like, ah! <laughs> you know, so it, it definitely he he was a major factor into me getting into horror movies. Mm. And then it's just horror has always been a constant thing in my life. That's probably been one of the one of the most stable things that I could truly say is, is that horror has always been there for me. Mm. Just like right when you were a kid, like just always uh, something new coming out. And uh, y'all had something. Um, so yeah. do I, do I get to share my, my origin story? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah we got to hear the origins of everybody. Too. Oh, uh, hmm, let's see. Probably from uh from my sisters. I have, I have two older half twin sisters, and uh, they yeah, I think they're the ones that definitely started watching the horror stuff, and I watched it with them. Was there was there one sister that was more into it? Huh. I'm pretty sure they're both still in the horror film, so <laughs> definitely both of them. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think my mom just kind of was like whatever, because I remember growing up. You always get again VHS tapes with a bunch of bootleg stuff recorded on them. Mm -hmm. uh, the first horror film I remember watching—that's that's, that's kind of tough, man. I mean, because I guess when you grow up as a kid, you kind of watch chunks of something, but then I guess I, 
I'm well, trying to remember I like feel the like first. There's a lot of these movies that are like on, yeah, and you don't know what they are, and you're just flipping through, and it just pops up, and then it's like you just start watching it, and like maybe it gets into your psyche <laughs> and ingrains right. itself. Is my microphone messing up at all? You, we can hear you. I think. Is your what? Microphone messing oh, up. I can hear all. you. Uh, popped yeah. up saying my mic no, is I can noisy. Hear you. noisy. I was like, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah uh, I don't know if there's any background noise. So you're watching also, the... So also, our, our vidcast turned into an audio cast of me video. <laughs> um, which so is fine. This is like a beta. Okay, you're, so... You're watching these movies on the VHS. Like, this is kind of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. One of the earliest ones I kind of remember would be like Child's Play. That the oh, no. one one of my sister's friends brought over and watched that and that gave me nightmares as a kid. Oh my god! I had a ton of nightmares growing up, and um, wetting the bed. So you know that was fun. Yeah. I think <laughs> they might have traumatized me a bit, but you know what? I still watched that shit. Do you think <laughs> a lot of other factors too? You you think it's. I'm just so interested. It's like, do you think you still have like a real fascination with these horror movies because it like scared you as a kid so much that you like want to kind of come back to it? I feel like there's something with like, like, you know, like a, you know, like so, these pop up boxes, like the dun 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 dun. And you, I don't know. You kind of, you want to so, see what's behind the door. I don't know. You know, grew up watching horror stuff. I got the short end of the stick. I think most of the stuff I watched probably at like watered down television and that kind of stuff hmm. uh, until I got a little older. Um, I remember discovering on a VHS tape Elvira Mistress of the Dark, which huh. is a movie I've seen a bajillion times and just I wonder love. Why. And uh, it was also <laughs> on this, the same tape with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, too. Yeah. Oh gosh, like a double side, very, very odd. Um, I gotta cut in on one thing really, really quick because um, you you kind of went with what I was saying as well, and it, it like I, I I had the perfect way to say it. A lot of the stuff that I had watched as a kid, and this is what really um got me so deeply entrenched in it. it wasn't just my brother who watched horror. It wasn't just my father who taped over my fucking cartoons. It was also I have to find the answers to things. So um, the part with the chunks thing, like when you're going through things and you only remember like blurbs and visions of shit, I would see a lot of scenes in horror movies or I would see trailers for horror movies. Hold on. You did not need to hear that burp. Um, So I would remember it. Like I remember as a kid, there was like a scene of a woman taking a shower before you get all fucking hot and bothered. It was um, her taking it was her taking a shower and then the shower filling up with water and she slowly starts to drown. So oh, I was afraid of those stand up showers like the like the door would never open. And even though there's a drain at the bottom, so it's not like that shit would ever really, really happen. But I remember seeing that on a TV as I'm flipping through channels and then I'm just like. Oh fuck! I don't ever want to take. A, I don't ever want to, you know, shower in a stand-up shower. But kind of I did, out of you a little bit. But I didn't know what movie it was. I had mm. no idea what movie it was. And then you start to think about it, and then it's like, okay, I want to confront this. I want to see this, and not because it was a woman taking a shower. It was just because it was kind of something that delved, you know, that made you scared of it. It was kind of like when you want, like, I was afraid of the Amityville Horror, 
And I was always afraid of that scene when she looks out the window and the two red eyes are staring back at her. I'm terrified of eyes in the dark. Uh, I would try to face my fear. So whenever that scene would come up, I'd be like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Oh, I'm not fucking watching it. Uh, <laughs> you hear the music in the background. You get you so know? scared shitless like when it's, when it's popping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dude, I, like until I was like 17 or 18, I was afraid of open windows no at kidding. night. Like if I ever went by an open window at night, I'd fucking like duck underneath. I would like what shut the you... curtains. Like, well, there goes my phone. But was I'd there be like, something? Shit. Was there something that you were worried about with the, like coming through, or just like it's the unknown and the fear well, of it? No, it, it's more like if you're looking out of a dark window and you see nothing but a pair of eyes staring back at mm. you, fuck God. that. It Get means that there's there. something there and it doesn't have good intentions for you. Because <laughs> if there's something in the dark and all you see are its eyes, whether they be red or even just like a pair of human eyes like this, it's something's unnatural and something's demonic, you know, or, or whatever. But the whole point is, it's just like you would try to face that fear. So I would go through and it's like the thing with the burbs where I would try to watch this. Uh, like, was this the movie with that scene? No. Well, hey, this was a good movie anyway. I just watched Sisters with Margot Kidder. But um, I, I would keep going through movies trying to find scenes of shit. And then eventually I was like, oh. That's Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, the intro when she goes and takes a shower. Nah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But it's just like, what movie was that? I I got a story of that. I'm going to pause for one second. Um, uh -huh. What was it? It was, um, oh, Ghostbusters. I forgot to bring up Ghostbusters. In fact, I saw Ghostbusters 2 before I saw the first one. But that was oh. an impact too. And then you had the Saturday morning real Ghostbusters cartoon. So like horror definitely did affect my life. Uh, sometimes in a bad way because I remember in school. Oh, and Adam's family movies, all that stuff. But uh, I remember I was I started drawing violent stuff in elementary school and uh, had to get a conference because yeah. of it. It was it you was know. coming through the the horniness was was you were expressing that in school and whatnot. I also but, wasn't also wasn't popular like, either. Like making friends when you're the kid talking about all the core <laughs> stuff. People are like, "Fuck you, you weirdo." Yeah, I'm not trying to flex here. I'm in Phoenix and it's 93 degrees right now, so I'm kind of sweating like a cat in a Chinese restaurant. So just <laughs> no worries. It's yeah. so hot. But you're talking about fever dream or those weird things, nightmares. I'm going to talk about a literal fever dream. One time, I I couldn't figure it out for years. I had this nightmare of like this those yellow robot like piggy bank things. And like it ripped, it like ripped through someone's face in a fever dream. And I was like, "Where in the hell is this from?" Well, it turned out years later, I guess I must have watched the ending of uh, Jelly Friend on TV or something, and it like oh. fucked, it like screwed me up in the head as a child. <laughs> you know, I don't know. So like, uh, horror definitely. Um, let's see. So then, then you had the Simpsons Halloween specials. Those were always fun. Those oh, those are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It kind of, it did kind of stink growing up, though. Like, I had, my, I, eventually I did get a group of friends, but they're all in, like, fantasy, anime and stuff, and I was still the horror guy. So I, like I, was a, I, I, would, I would always, like, annoy my friends in the group. God. Uh, I'd I'm... be like, guys, there's a new Tremors movie. Like, so shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah, would... but you know what? That's the cool, that's kind of the crux of horror, though. 
is because when we were kids, and this is what makes horror, horror, this is what makes horror so cool, though, Mm -hmm. is because when we were, well, when we were kids, (laughs) this shit was frowned upon. It was not taken seriously. If you watch it, you're fucked up in the head, but you can't help what you like, you know? So it's kind of like, it's, 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 yeah. But at the end of the day, what it really makes horror special is, is that for especially people like our age, I'm 36. Like, so for my age range, horror was something that was frowned upon. But you, you like, you go up to your friends, like Slayer was saying, like, you know, hey, there's a new Tremors coming out. So shut up about it. Who cares? Yeah. Because we're watching fucking G.I. Joe and we don't care. But it's like, so it's just like you get so starved for someone to share. All right, fine, I'll join everybody else. But is you that, get so starved. What? No, to we can see find everyone else's videos on that you can share that with. Yeah. Oh well, everyone's off for me. I just see an S and MS and S and an FV. Uh, yeah. I think the video is just breaking. I up. see Smess and Sm- All I know, is I, 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 I think my you connection can, just sucks. You can adjust the video you. quality. You can you click hear you three that. dots, and you can, you can turn the video quality down if it's, if you don't have the internet for it. Yeah, but then I'm going to look like I'm playing Sega CD. No, but, you um, should look... I think it affects the others. I think you should look fine, I believe. But uh, anyways... But yeah, you're... Another, you're go so ahead. another thing, too, we're talking like uh, being a kid and a horror fan. You get into weird obsessions as a kid, too, man. I remember being obsessed with, like, Freddy, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies... Because I thought you, they were so cool. So, are you like, like, like you do just, you do weird shit as a child? Like, I taped knives to my fingers to try to mimic Freddy's like thing little, he does, little fucking thing. steak knives. You know? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't anything that was like psycho on like you know murder teenagers, or put, on a, or I'd put on a hockey mask and slowly walk in, you know, walk like Jason, that kind of stuff. Yeah. There, there's yeah. something about it that just. Uh draws you to it and you uh, I mean like go on Jersey guy for you I mean I'd imagine just like <laughs> Halloween is the the best holiday, holiday? of all. I That's, mean back when you used to be able to go trick or treating yeah it was cool. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly you were all the <laughs> the one but you day. know what when I you was, wind up okay, being I'll, an old when you wind up go ahead. Oh no no you you go ahead <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you wind up being an old fart like me it's like the best way that i can sum up all holidays is when you're a kid ho- like halloween is awesome because that's the one time that you can dress up like a psycho and get away with it you can be covered in blood and people give you candy for it yeah. christmas is great because you wake up you come downstairs a bunch of shit that you've wanted all year long is underneath the tree you open it up and then you break it in 10 minutes but when or you become you an want. adult or but then when you become an adult it's like christmas I gotta set up the fucking tree. Uh, I gotta go outside and try not to fall off the roof. How am I gonna afford all this shit? I gotta buy a <laughs> gift for everybody, otherwise everyone's gonna get offended. All the music you know? playing all the, the stores too. And then, and then it's the same thing with Halloween because everybody's knocking on your door. So it's like the magic uh, is kind of lost. There's yeah, a- because you're waiting for you're waiting for the group of kids that was like you when you were a kid, where if you didn't open up the door, you were a cheap son of a bitch, and then you just egged the house and toilet papered the trees, and then it's like, fuck, if I don't do that, I'm gonna be in big trouble. Yeah. Uh so the internet wasn't, you know, huge back in the nineties too. Like, you know, not until you're a little older, like the mid nineties maybe, but like 
there was definitely programs on cable that helped. I remember like Rhonda Shears, like you would say, up all night. They would show a lot of like horror B trash kind of stuff. And you have this host that's very bubbly and do like skits between the skits when you had anything to do with the movie, but it was just like fun stuff. But for me, though, the real person who like helped cement my horror fandom was horror. discovering Monster Vision on TNT with host Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. Like, um, because he gave facts about the movies and you know, trivia. And like, there's so much I've learned about things. And I think Jersey Guy died. We just, we just lost him. He's, he's, he's dead, Jim. Oh, he's We're, back. Oh, so, uh, but yeah, so Joe, Joe Bob Briggs helped helped my love of, of oh, so many movies. Monster. I I even told him when I met him because uh, one of one of my favorite schlocky you, movies is Stephen. Were you like you're my biggest I was, fan? I was probably I a little. I was probably a little. Uh, oh Excited. man, intimidated <laughs> too. Not too. I was just like, oh my god. But oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I told him. I'm like, I'm like, thanks. You're the reason why I love uh Maximum Overdrive so oh. much. And he's like, he's like, ah, oh. like, that movie's even scary. Like that movie's awesome. <laughs> uh, which yeah, Maximum Overdrive is like the only the one movie Stephen King directed. He Stephen King hates it, but and says that he was high on crack and the yada yada yada. I think he was trying to do. <laughs> Like meta comedy, <laughs> like I, it has to be intentional in my opinion, because that movie's hilarious. And it, it feel to me, it feels like Stephen King is mocking himself. Because all the other he, he hates most of it adaptations are all crappy. So I felt like he yeah. was like, you know what, I'm just gonna like uh, mock myself. I don't know. That's what I thought. Yeah. But huh. uh, yeah, Joe Bob definitely helped, and then then the internet, the internet helped too. You know, had America Online in the mid '90s. There was the horror chat where we met some met some other people. It's like, ah, oh, other people into the stuff like me, you know. I can talk with them. What it movies is. have y'all watched? All that good stuff. But yeah. yeah. When you when you grow up in an era of something that's when you grow up in an era of something where that you know is frowned upon, you're so starved to be able to share that with someone mm-hmm. else that once you finally find someone that's into that sort of thing, you got that connection. You always wind up forming like, like a really deep friendship with that person yeah. because there's so much to talk about. It's like, yeah, I grew up watching this and this. Oh my god, I love that part when so and so, you know. And it's like oh, you man. finally found somebody oh, to man. share something with. Yeah, and that's what makes the horror community so cool when. You actually meet people that are actually dedicated to advancing the horror community. Yeah. And of course, like any fandom, there's definitely toxicity and noises, but I grew up rather shy and introverted. I was more into books. This is something that my father had. This is one of my dad's books. Hold it up. And um what is, yeah, I want to see it. Modern horror film. Ah. Now, when I was a kid, I took this book from him, you know, because, I mean, fuck, it's got Freddy Krueger on the cover, and he looks scary as shit. And what the hell is this, you know? And so it just, it stood out to me. But as a kid, I would flip through this book and read all these horror movies. And the book is loaded with amazing pictures, with really intricate details of the movie and how good it is. You know, but this wound up becoming my my checklist for horror because huh. obviously we live in the age of the internet now when you can go on prime you can go on amazon 
I know Amazon is prime, but when I say Amazon, I mean, you can go on Amazon and order the fucking DVD or you mm-hmm. got Netflix, or you got Shutter. Da, 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 da. But anyways, Slayer would recognize this. These are pictures from Psycho. Psycho 3, actually. But you would see these photos, really engaging photos, along with a description for it, and you just... It just made me want to watch each and every single one of these movies. And so far, so far, I'd have to say that in maybe, let's say I probably picked this up when I was eight. So we're going on in almost three decades. I've managed to knock out almost this entire book of different movies. But I mean, it's got stuff from Alien. It's got stuff from, this should all be an, oh. Nightmare on Elm Street. So all these photos are just like these. This is amazing. This kicks ass. And of course, you get oh, fuck um, the reanimator. Most of the people were like naked throughout the entire movie. So you got filthy things. But of course, we've got Evil Dead, hmm. including a picture that I had never seen in the second one. Remember the boyfriend that got possessed and he hacked him to little bits? Yeah. That. Where did where was this in the movie? You know, so it's loaded with really awesome stuff. So I mean, if you're looking for something to get into for horror, this is one you got to look up on. Like I, I've managed to keep this book in very good condition over the years, and this came out in 1990. So for 90, 2000, 2010, 2000, this book is over 30 years old. And it's just loaded with probably some of the best horror movies that you could ever possibly ask for. They're all iconic, and a lot of them are stuff that you probably never even heard of. There's also weird shit like Layer of the White Worm, which has uh, Hugh Grant before he got a, you know, famous and infamous. So uh, when we were watching the first Evil Dead movie, like my mom's not mm-hmm. really into horror movies. She was like in the back bedroom. Like online, probably. She came out right before uh, Cheryl gets raped by the trees. And, like, oh, spoilers. Fuck. And, like, eh, it was fine. But, like, you know, the voice, you know, says to her, like, join us. But I guess my mom was, like, half paying attention. And she's like, the hell? Did that voice just say donuts? Donuts. We, lo- we lost our goddamn <laughs> shit. We, we fucking made <laughs> donuts. <laughs> So by the time I got to Army Darkness, it was like, give me some sugar, baby. And then one of my friends like, yeah, so I can make some donuts. Like, <laughs> wow. Uh, f- funny shit. Funny shit. <laughs> um, Have you ever noticed that when you're watching a horror movie as a kid, your parents always walk in on the bad parts? Like, I mean, yeah, the really yes. bad parts. Oh, my yeah. God. It's but like, as is- soon... Okay. Oh man! Like she, like, like, like you could have like your mom doing whatever all throughout the fucking house, and then like, like you'll get through this part, this part, this part, the severed hand part. But as soon as the girl is like, ching, like that, and they're free, and you're like, one time I had the opposite happen. Oh my god! What are you watching? What are you watching? Oh, there was one Christmas we had cable, Skinamax was on, and we were putting up the Christmas tree. All, so it was the opposite. All the bits I'd watch. When there wasn't any bits, she would look at the TV. It was hilarious. Oh, uh, it was uh, that was <laughs> uh, that was funny. Um, so yeah, and then right after the Evil Dead trilogy came out, is when like yeah, talk about a fucking holly jolly. 
Yeah. So back to, <laughs> back to Evil Dead. Back in junior high, watched the movies, right? Because there's so much about this. DVD was like coming around. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. After that. So they had a resurgence. So everyone was discovering these movies in like high school and stuff. And then luckily in 2001, because this is when I started looking on the internet mm-hmm. and finding out about Bruce Campbell and yada, yada, yada. Well, I knew him from Hercules and Xena as like Metallicus, the King of Thieves, before mm-hmm. Evil Dead. So I found out he had a book coming out, Chins Could Kill, and he had a tour. So I got to and meet Ted him. And Ted was in that as well. And I got to meet Bruce Campbell. Huh. And his, his book, If Chins Could Kill, had so much information on, on the making of that movie and such. Hell, if you pop in the DVD, his commentary is like the best. It's better than the director's. Oh, so, he's priceless. Yeah. He's priceless. Do you remember when we were talking with Tom Holland and I asked if like they ever had any problems? Because when, oh, when I watched Evil Dead, um, I always knew that I thought it was... Oh, God, I got Tom Holland and Tom Sullivan mixed up. Sorry, Mr. S. Um, You're fired. But when we were talking with Tom Sullivan, um, I was like, did they have a problem at that point? Because, you know, it seemed like they were kind of speaking negatively of one another, and it seemed kind of weird that uh, there was two separate audio tracks. You know, and you had Bruce who was like, yeah, that was pretty typical of Sam. You know, he finds out that you are hurt, so of course that's where he makes you run. Because he does it just for his own sick amusement. And then I'm sitting there going, sounds pretty bad. But then <laughs> Sullivan was just like, they're like that all the time. They're the best of friends. And yeah. then it makes sense, you know. But it- Sam always tortures Bruce. Like, uh, anytime he gets whacked with a, like a, a, a branch or something, it's Sam off screen torturing him. Mm. Um, Laughing oh. his ass off. So we were talking about, I'm going to go back. You're talking about horror magazines and stuff, or the, the book you had. Like, man, video stores, VHS Fangoria. covers of horror. Uh, I, never, I, say, I, I never got Fangoria. But, I mean, do you remember going in a oh, video store you. and, like, looking at all the covers? The v- they'd always have, like, you know, artistic painted covers of the really good ones. It's like, I want to see this movie. Sometimes yeah. you'd rent it and it'd be a piece of crap, but, you know. But you know yeah. what? That's the cool thing about how horror and uh, video games go hand in hand because um, someone tried to explain the logic to me with title cards where you use clickbait title cards to get clicks on YouTube. I don't buy that shit for a second. Yeah. Um, like, I know that's how it works, but I think it's the dumbest shit ever. Well, that's what makes you want to watch it. Not really. Mm. Um, but when you would go to the VHS store, or, or 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 the the video store to rent something. whatever yeah, yeah yeah well in my era it was VHS but um you could see the the two things that had the absolute best cover art that's the whole point of this two things that had the best cover art ever were horror movie box mm-hmm. art and Atari twenty six hundred <laughs> fucking cover art <laughs> those were the best and then you find out that. Oh, there's just a couple blips and bloops. I was looking at nuclear explosions going off in the, you know, the uh, on the box, and then it's the same thing with most horror movies. You would see some spooky shit, and of course, I gotta watch this now. Huh. But then, as time has gone by, I've come to appreciate that they do box art way better overseas. Like, if you actually sat down and looked at cover art for movies that were in America, and then you look at some of the cover art for stuff that was in Japan, like, whoa. Way better, really. Like, even 
Yeah, even with something as common as Friday the 13th. Maybe there's something like the you make better cover art that's more marketable over there. But then they'll re-release the movie and then they'll do like Photoshop terrible art and it's like why? Why not use the original? But they're doing that shit with having the faces on the cover too. It's like I can so imagine Oh, I could just imagine like a Ghostbusters thing where they remake I love it when assholes gun their engines outside. Um, like, I could imagine a Ghostbusters thing where they go from the cool logo that everybody knows to just the four of them. Mm. Well, I think there was you know? there was kind of alternate covers like that, though. Yeah, but they look stupid. Yeah, You want something simple that does just grab your attention. Yeah. Like, I mean, if... Uh... I mean, I remember they had some of those 3D covers, right? That you go look at it in the store. Like, uh, a little bit. I, yeah. I've seen it's some little, of those. It's a little bit. What the hell did they, they, they? They always reminded me of those those action figures that had the holograms in the chest. What the hell were uh, they called? Visage or something like that? Oh, oh my God. Oh. Visionaries, I think. You're doing a throwback. Shit. I think it was Visionary. Or the visionaries, visionary action figures. I think that's what they were. Visionary, yeah, visionaries. That's what they were. They had the holograms in the chest, and they came with um, like a stick thing with a hologram on it. It did. I don't know what the hell it meant. I never watched the show, but holy shit, were those action figures awesome? They were fucking great. <laughs> oh, had, they were great. Uh, Mighty Max little action figures. Oh, I had every single playset from Mighty Max. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I had uh, th- there was a spider one, it would open up and it was these little tiny oh, yeah. things. And then now, uh, you know, uh, as an adult, I'm like, dude, you were playing with dolls. <laughs> That's what it was, but you know, they 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 made it nicer to to market to like you know, uh boys and stuff like that. But yeah, you're playing with yeah. dolls. It's fun. Well, I had a little like, uh... one too. If you ever watched that series? Which one? Reboot, like uh, it was. The oh first. God, dude! I, I grew up on Reboot. That oh, was the reboot. coolest shit ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like, that was like one of the first ventures into like computer generated stuff, and it was yeah. awesome. It was, it was so cool. It was uh, so inter- It was so different. You're like watching. You're yeah. Like, like, look at this crazy animation going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. It was. It was good. Yeah. It kept your attention. I mean, toys growing up for me was, was Ghostbuster stuff. So much. So oh yeah, all the Ghostbusters. I had Ninja Turtles, but mainly Ghostbuster stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I had the Ghostbusters firehouse. I had the car. I had the action figures from all the different generations. Like the one that I'll never forget was the one with Ray. When you would squeeze him, and the eyes would get bigger because the helmet would lift up. And then you had Egon. I think like the jaw dropped even further. Maybe that was Vankman. I don't remember. Yeah, but I had all that cool. shit. You had that big purple blob thing. Oh, my God. You know what? You want to talk about shit that scared me as a kid? How's this for fucking you up as a kid? Because we were a big Ghostbusters house. Because hmm. we're talking Ghostbusters. Um, like I was talking about Amityville Horror. I was afraid to look out the window. The scene in Ghostbusters that terrified the shit out of me was 
get her and rah! that scared the shit out of me so whenever that scene would come on i'd run the fuck out of the room i was gone you wouldn't see me no more hmm. but we were all in the ghostbusters so we had all the ghostbusters toys we had the ghostbusters sheets and um I was afraid of my sheets. I was afraid of my blanket. <laughs> I was afraid of my pillows because they're, and, and you know what? If you had them as a kid, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you might be scared of it though. I feel like I but might have had Ghostbuster sheets, but my memory It was easy. white. It had the drawings on it. It, it. it was from the real Ghostbusters cartoon series, but there was. I think blue, I might have had those. There was this blue fucking thing that was peeking over. It's like. <laughs> Like this. Oh my Scared god! The shit out of me. I feel like I've seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, when okay, when the cartoon first started out, they it they dealt with the occult and all kinds of stuff before network intervention came in, and they had to like redo the show because they don't want to scare kids. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely recommend the the early seasons of the show though. Mm. This so, is yeah. it. Ghostbusters cartoon. Like, oh, the Ghostbusters what? cartoon was awesome. Do you remember when they had the Boogeyman episode? Yeah, it was awesome until it wasn't. And what I mean by that is they like the Ghostbusters this, with Slimer. Yeah, they this group came in and they said that Janine had to have round glasses because children were afraid of pointy glasses because she had little points on them. Really? Dumb shit like that. Really? And, what, and uh, they had to make her more motherly and all kinds of weird demands they had. Voice actors left, they had to replace them. Yeah. They tried to um, fix it later on. Like they did an episode <laughs> where the, re the reason why Janine looked so different was because she was going for this genie that was altering her parents so she could go for ego. And they tried to course correct, but it was too late by then and the show ended. But yeah, it's. Oh, it was done at that point. And then they, and then they did. They that was the episode when um, she becomes a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was that episode. The, the one Ghostbusters episode that I'll never forget was the one... I'm looking up the sheets right now so I can show you. But the one that I'll never forget was the one when um, they go after the Boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Egon confesses that he was terrified of the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman tried to come out of his closet. And that's what made Egon keep having to belch because carbonated beverages. But, um, what do you call it? Yeah, him being so terrified of the boogeyman is the reason why he became so interested in the paranormal was because he wanted to figure out how to catch that son of a bitch so he could never scare other kids again. When you yeah. actually have a character arc like that, that's pretty kick-ass. But you know where they fucked up? Not only is it when they made it Ghostbusters and Slimer, and me, and me, fuck you, Slimer, nobody likes you, was the one when, um, the, the story when, um... Ernie Hudson came out and said, yeah, I tried out for the voice of myself, and they didn't use me. Yeah, they, they used actually Arsenio Hall. They, they used Arsenio Hall. Who wow. did a really then he got replaced. Job. Yeah, once they replaced him, the, the thing went to shit. After Arsenio Hall was gone, that's when they should have gone with um, Ernie you know, Hudson. It's, it's when they replaced the voice actor of Peter Vankman on the cartoon with that. Oh, David God. Goulier. Ugh. <laughs> uh, the original voice actor guy who voiced Garfield, I forgot his name on that cartoon. Yeah, Lorenzo something. His yeah, name was Lorenzo. Which is something. funny because later on, Bill Murray voiced Garfield. Did the animated okay. Garfield. I thought that was yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know, any, every any, any regrets? Garfield, maybe? Uh, <laughs> <Zombieland>. <laughs> 
Uh, oh my! Well, you know, every single time I bring up a picture of these friggin' sheets, it, it oh. like cuts off the monster that I'm talking about. So yeah. we're talking about being a horror fan. There was actually a time though when I did leave the horror thing because, like, huh. the well, or I didn't care for it because there was this garbage coming out, like just all yeah. these like really bad PG thirteen movies. Yeah, and so Here you know, go. I still watch other genres. You see it. Yeah, the blue one. Yeah, I that think fucking I thing. That dude terrified me as a kid. When I was a kid, I, like, I, I had those sheets too. Bed. Yeah, when I when I went to fucking bed, I would tilt the goddamn blanket so that the fucking thing wasn't looking oh, at me. If my pillow yeah. had his fucking face on it, I'd flip it over on the other side, rearrange it, stuff it under here, take the sheets and like re I, I'd rearrange everything. It would take me two hours to go to bed because I had to make sure that I did not see that son of a bitch. That's how bad he terrified me. Wow. And then what's even worse is because I was talking about how my brother would prank me. We had the fucking holograph things. We had those holograph things where you would put, it looked like, um, those 3D view things, when you put the glasses on, you push yeah. the thing, and it would go through the slide. It was kind of like that, but it, would look, it looked like it looked like the it looked like the um, the neutrino wand or whatever the fuck they call it. Like they came up with a technical name for it, but it looked exactly like that, and it would put a holographic image on the wall. Huh. And there was one that scared the shit out of me. So what would my brother do? He'd hide in the fucking closet. He'd hide behind shit and then he would turn off all the lights i wouldn't know what was going on because i was little i was scared of the dark then he would turn it on and then blam i'd see the thing that terrified me oh i'd piss God. my pants yeah <laughs> you know and then I would, break of his. <laughs> I would break something of his and then he would break me for breaking something of his oh even though God. he started it <laughs> <laughs> but the one that scared me it wasn't the one with gozer on it but um it was like this weird skeleton-looking thing. But it was like a holographic type of gun thing. Can't remember the name of it to save mm -hmm. my life. But isn't it funny? I, I think Ghostbusters might, might actually have gotten a lot of people in the horror. It was a good gateway drug. Yeah. Like the... Yeah. Kind of... Kind and then... Of and then, and then you have like Alien and Aliens, and then they made toy... Canner made toys based off Aliens. and I had those. Yeah, I uh, had the alien. Um, it was blue, and you would you would dunk it under underwater. You would squeeze his head so that it would fill up with the water, and then you uh, squeeze the head, and the acid would shoot out the mouth. Funny. Yeah, and I mean, there's other stuff too that wasn't horror that had tense moments. Like, and I'm gonna refer to marketing too. Like, like Jurassic Park was a big thing that came out. It wasn't scary or anything, but the, the scene with the raptors and stuff, and then oh, all the cool toys. And then me. you got they had made violent toys where you could rip chunks out of dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. See, that's why we're screwed up. Now. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, remember. I remember that. Like there was one, like the side would come off of it, and you could yeah. see the meat and the bones. And oh my god! Um, you know what? You know what toy I have? Meanwhile, I had, McDonald's I had huh. the. Uh, I think it was called the Creepy Crawlers, and it was like an Easy Bake Oven, but for boys. Yes, it was an Easy Bake yeah. Oven. You would take you it, the, put, put the put jelly the in it, and you and would make you the like, and like it on the wall, like spiders and worms, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they also made edible ones too later yeah. on. Yes, yes. <laughs> then they had like Doctor Giggles, or no, not Doctor, a uh, Doctor. Yeah, no, no Doctor Potions. What the hell is it called? Oh no! Like fizzy drinks or something. Yeah, like really Dr. sweet. Doctor 
super something. Sweet. Oh my god, my brain. Dr. But yeah, delicious. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. But yeah, they were all gross. I I bought yeah. that thing as a kid because I thought it was so cool. <laughs> I bought the the ice cream maker, which is also the ice crap. cream maker. <laughs> Doctor Dreadful. That's, that's what it was. Doctor Dreadful. Doctor. Yes, Dreadful. Here you go. Um, this shit. This is what he would put up and scare the shit out of me. That skeleton oh looking thing. Oh my god! And you oh. can kind of adjust it. You know what I'm talking about now? Yeah, yeah the projector thing. Yeah, the real Ghostbusters zapper gun. He would turn off the lights and put this fucking skull thing on the wall. I'd piss myself. Scare the shit out of you. Scare the piss out of Sean, you. If Sean, if you're watching this, I love you. It's okay. I just embarrassed myself on the internet. <laughs> Yay. Um. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Want to know what happened to all my Ghostbusters toys? I bagged them all up. Put them in this giant like garage we had. One winter storm. Oh no! I we covered some of them, but heartbreaking, devastating. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like slowly the, the the toys you have just kind of disappear over time. Mm -hmm. You don't question it. It's your your parents like cleaning up. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I bet you your parents are kicking themselves in the balls now because all those action figures that we had, all that oh, junk, man. is worth. So much fucking money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, who had the LJN WWF action figures? <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. All right, then I'm probably the only one because we were a pro wrestling household too. I remember the big LJN action figures. They were made of rubber. I mean, we had the little ones, and I mean, like, they were all kind of like cookie cutter things. Like, one, it would have the arm out for the clothesline. You would just pull it back and it would snap forward. But the rubber ones, were ridiculous because you know what aside from the fact that I, they would just be like stuck in a position like this and yeah. you couldn't move them you could also take the rubber and beat the shit out of each other with them for oh, real yeah. oh my god so if you're just like if you're just like sitting there playing with um with like a sibling and you guys just aren't getting along you could pick up the old iron sheik right there and fuck a whack, and it would hurt like a mother it hurt <laughs> uh, i think i remember seeing some of them. <laughs> oh, like toys r us yeah I'm sure they're still floating around somewhere. Yeah. I remember like stretching like, It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And they made a hole. And then when you would cut them open. Yeah, I think. Yeah. It's like some kind of weird job. I don't know. Stuff. If yeah, that's what it was. Is because like yeah. I used to take the stretch Armstrongs that we had, and I would do like it, like it, like um, unnecessary surgery is what I used to call it. I would cut them open, and then this gel would come out. And I'm just like, oh, oh my god! And I'm like, oh, that's never coming out. <laughs> oh wait, we're talking about Ghostbuster toys. Mine stuff. Get. Grab something. Hey, we're all bringing up stuff that we all know about here. I mean, we did have the Stretch Armstrongs. We had all the Ghostbuster toys, and then we had all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys. Um, what about the Dick Tracy toys? Dick Tracy. I don't. Yeah, all the Dick Tracy action. They had all the Dick Tracy action yeah. figures, and we used to keep them in. Um, we had like a box set for it. Like, like there was a box where you could store all your shit. Like Star huh. Wars, if you were a Star Wars nut, um, the old Kenner Star Wars things from the seventies. You used to store them in like this gigantic Darth Vader bust thing. Like you would open it mm. up and it would have a slot yeah. for them. So this thing. Oh look at that! Oh my gosh! Oh 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 oh! Uh, what do we got? Oh. 
Ooh, I'm Slimer. Oh, it's like phasing to another dimension. <laughs> I ruined real Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, See, I'm missing out on it because everybody's cameras disappeared. Uh, uh, oh, we just got, uh, got some great toys. Stay puff and Slimer. Uh, Ghostbusters. Everybody had to stay puffed. Um, wait, wait, wait. Now you finally came back. Yeah, there's Stay Puffed. I had him. Everybody had him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody had the ginormous Slimer, too. Do you remember the old lady? She she was like an old bitty. Oh, God, that was horrifying. And then the mouth would open up and the tongue would come out. Mm. Oh, look at him. Merchandising. Yeah. Merchandising. Merchandising. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Oh, it's it's upside down. It's upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there it is. Is it yo-yo? Yeah. Oh my Dude, god. Freddy, Freddy Krueger was on everything. He had a number. Uh, I mean, like everything. That's what the, what's what the hell country did that come from? I don't know. And then, of course, they, you know what? Yeah, Freddy Krueger was like easily marketable if you went to the stores where they sold that shit. But it's I like mean, was Craven's new nightmare when they said, you know, like he's like Santa Claus. Like he became a pop culture figure. He has a yeah. TV show. Yeah, but you know what? I actually like the, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street TV show. Yeah, if it ever gets a proper release. Freddy's yeah, they. Freddy's Nightmares was great. Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, it was a, it was a show where uh, Freddy was it. Most of the stories were one-offs, but there was a few that were connected to the movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. They tried to do that shit with pretty much every single thing out there. Isn't there like a Child's Play TV series now? Uh, oops, they're filming it right now. Uh, it'll be premiering in October, 10 episodes. Is it gonna have Brad Dorif in it? Yeah, it's gonna take place uh, shortly after the last movie. And the last it, movie that had Mark Hamill voicing him? Oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry, the last, not the remake, the one that took place at the asylum, the original series. Oh, I don't know. I like so Brad, Brad Dorif. Brad Dorif's in it, uh, Jennifer Tilly, uh, um, of course, uh, the um, Alex, Alex Vincent, played Andy, yeah, yeah. and uh, um, the actors played Kyle and Charles played too. But e- I think each episode might be a different story kind of thing, but it sounds cool. Okay. All yeah. right, it, it, it's Chuck, Chuck, you know, Chucky's gonna be allowed to say fuck on it, so you know, oh, it's gonna be, it's yeah, gonna you kind of need to have that, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, to me, that was probably like one of the most mind blowing things. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say it's it's getting about close to when I usually head to sleep, so I think I'm gonna head out. All right. But yeah, All right, good thanks for good, uh, good yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care. I'd say yeah. for a beta, this was definitely interesting to get together for. Yeah. yeah. A few chunks. <laughs> Chop. <laughs> but you see, this is something that I personally have been saying ever since we started doing this shit. Is we really got to start recording us just sitting down and talking. Because a lot of the times us sitting down and talking is ten times more interesting than the movie that we tried to review. Getting the backstories behind stuff and just uh I think 
Just like yeah. what your your thoughts on random shit is, yeah. I don't know if people well, are going to care enough to hear us ramble about random stuff, though. I don't know. Actually, that's wrong. not even true, because I guarantee you, man, that if you sat down and you spliced up where we're talking about fucking action figures that we remember, you throw that up on YouTube, you are probably going to get like 400 hits in like a month. I guarantee it. You know why? Because there's people that are going to be sitting down watching that going, yeah, I had that fucking toy, you know, or, you know, that is what nostalgia yeah. is all about. Bingo. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about it's about trying to make a connection with the audience and like yeah. what what do they what do they care about and why are you into horror? Like what is yeah. the and you know what? Thing? We're talking about horror stuff care about. Uh, Jersey and we both forgot to bring up Tales and the Crypt. That was a big influence too. Well, up. I was about to segue into that because when yeah. what what I was aiming for was when I said, Yeah, they tried doing that with all the big ones and then we got sidetracked talking about the Chucky thing. But yeah, they did the um they, they did Freddy's Nightmares and they had the Friday the Thirteenth series which was actually pretty damn decent. I, I I love the idea of it where there's like a cursed antique shop and every item in it is cursed and has its own story mm. and an episode attached to it and it works because you can keep that shit going forever because you could take something new add add like a cursed mirror in it. I know they did that for fucking Amityville, but add like a cursed mirror. Ah, we have a new item in the shop today. What are you <laughs> buying? You know, but um, it, it's so interchangeable, but it works. But of course, then you have Halloween. They tried to make Halloween into an anthology series and people bitched about it. So, all right, you want your Michael Myers? You can have Michael Myers back and it sucked. And now everybody loves part three. You know, fuck you very much for that one. And then there's um, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Oh. Which creep show, Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side. No. Mm. I uh, wonder if the guy is still walking around. His name's John something. I wonder if he still does the Crypt Keeper's voice. Yeah, uh, he he does. He he was going to be at a cryptic con in my area before the apocalypse hit. Or, uh, I mean, he does cameos now, I think. So, yeah, so yeah, you know still, what? I, I'm getting on this weird kick that I probably shouldn't get myself into where I bust voice actors' balls doing voices of themselves. Huh. Like, I looked out the first time that I did this because, um, like, David Hayter, the guy who voices Metal Gear Solid, he, he voices Snake in the Metal Gear Solid series, he was talking about how he quit a job. And then, of course, like, I popped in saying, oh, you kept her waiting, huh? Because he was talking about how she wanted to talk to the manager. And he's like, lady... I'm quitting this job in two hours to go move to Japan. Do your worst, you know, and that's badass. But I was like, whoa, is she complaining because she kept her waiting? And then someone was like, I heard that in Solid Snake's voice. And then I was like, so you're ordering chocolate ice cream with vanilla swirls, huh? You do realize that vanilla ice cream contains more than twice the recommended amount of sugar, which is unacceptable. You know, and shit like that. I figured I would bust his balls a little bit and see maybe if he would respond in Snake's voice so that I could respond back and be like, Colonel, that's not the real solid Snake. You know, and just go back and forth. So maybe like with the Crypt Keeper guy, one of these days, I could just be like, good evening, boils and ghouls. It's Gerald Powell, the Crypt Keeper. Tonight's tale involves a ghoulish plot involving a man named Henry who just wants to get ahead in life. You know? <laughs> you know, just... I, I, I can't do that because I know that eventually someone's going to be like, go fuck yourself. You know, I don't want to do that shit. But it's just like... 
I, I wonder if he does the voice. And I, I, I figured maybe that's why instead of bringing back, I think they were trying to bring back Tales from the Crypt, but then it was like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan's going to do it. And everyone oh, was like, no. don't you fucking dare do it. Fucking you know, it. so, you know. Um, you know what I was going to say? You know which one I remember? Um, Are you uh, a dark? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Nickelodeon. Which they're bringing back? I don't know if they're bringing Are they bringing that back? Like a movie or something they're doing. Hmm. I don't think so. But, uh, because, I mean, like, I don't think. You know what? Tell, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark <laughs> was cool for like 11, 12 year olds to watch because your parents couldn't get offended because it's like, hey, fuck you. I'm a part of the Midnight Society, you know? You throw yeah. the ashes all over the place. And it, it, but it, it's just like it's not offensive. I went back and watched it recently, and I'm kind of like, I finally found up. something. Uh -oh. I finally found up. I finally found something that is worse than goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to goosebumps. Are you afraid yeah. of the dark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what's really sad is goosebumps actually did hold up over the years. Like I can watch goosebumps and be like, you know what, this ain't too bad. But I would watch bad. like a, I would watch like Afraid of the Dark, and I'm just like, really does not. So I only have memories of it from a kid. Um, yeah, I'm sure it doesn't hold up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Back to Tales from the Crypt. Last I heard, I think HBO owns the rights to the Creepkeeper puppet. So if they ever reboot it and it's not on HBO, I don't know. It's got to be uh, done through HBO, which you know what is probably a good thing. They did the well, old Bobby Zemeckis thing, which I love. I think HBO's a, I think HBO's ashamed of Tales from the Crypt because it's on their streaming service. It's only on DVDs. It's like, what the hell, HBO? I don't know why. I don't know why either, but you know what? HBO, I think, is probably going to go the direction of like Orion, where it's just like you saw it everywhere, and then one of these days, just yeah, you know. But it's 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 a bit of a shame. But they, I think that maybe they did do the old Robert Zemeckis treatment, where we're going to hold on to this to make sure that no one else does it and fucks it up, because that's a, that's one of my favorite Robert Zemeckis stories is that he bought the rights to back to the future so that after he dies the rights go to like his grandchildren or something like that mm. because he's like they will remake back to the future literally over my dead body huh. which okay. i love what That's makes tales and crypt special is most of the episodes were about scumbags and their companies yeah that was like a big oh, yeah. deal so if you're going to do a new one you have to stick with that formula but then you have to have a good host too, because the Crypt Keeper segments yeah. helped. Even if they were cheesy, it still helped submit the the show. And there were definitely one-off episodes that were interesting. There was like they did episodes that weren't even hard at all, like uh, the World War episode, or the. Oh episode my god, where, that's one of the best episodes that they think, ever did. Yeah, and there's also another one where like someone was like the the yellow episode, where another war episode, two different war episodes, right? Um, they did the one that had Martin Sheen, and uh, yeah, they did. They did two. They did a World War One, and then they did a World War Two. The World War One had Martin Sheen, and it had um, Kirk Douglas, I believe. Yeah, it might have had the. It might. I think no, 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 no. But you know, you you get where I'm fucking going with this. It had yeah. either the Sheens or it had the Douglases. I think it was the Douglases, and it had um, 
Danny Aykroyd in it. And it was all about this guy who deserted on the front. He should have shot off the, the flare pistol, and then he wound up getting executed for it. That was one of the best episodes that they ever did. Now, the World War II one, that was the one when you had the British prisoners of war, and it had the scumbag asshole in the Wehrmacht who like sold out all of his comrades to get ahead. And then it ends off with him like escaping out after killing somebody who knew that he um was a piece of shit. Yeah. And it turns out that he that the that the double crosser got double crossed by a British agent. And then at the end they shoot him because they hide out in a bunch of coffins and he winds up getting shot. And then the general, the British general is like, well oh boy, I have one last gift for you. The communique just came over the wire. The war is over. Everyone's going home except for you. You know, but they were some of the best ones that they ever did. Those British ones were phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. And then right. uh, I'm going to head out, guys. Right. It's good seeing you. <laughs> All right. Have a good Take one. Care. Take care. But yeah, I believe Telson Crypt and Creepshow are both based on the EC comics. Yeah. Um, I think Tales from the Crypt might be. But Creepshow is absolutely based off of the EC comics because well, maybe there's not. one, huh? Except the new Creepshow. I think the new Creepshow they're just kind of doing whatever they want. I think with the new Creepshow, they're taking the a TV couple show, ideas yeah. and doing the throwbacks. Yeah, I think yeah. they're taking old ideas and they're refreshing them in a pretty cool way. Um, but if there is one thing that I absolutely recommend that you check out, like the like if we're talking Tales from the Crypt, Slay. You should probably take this and upload it because this is probably where we're really going to get raw and natural on stuff and structure because we could talk about this for hours and people will like this. But um, if there is one uh, creep show thing that I would absolutely recommend you check out, it's called Just Desserts. Wait, I, I got this camera thing all fucked up. I actually got it right the first time. Just Desserts. And it's the making, the comprehensive making of Creep Show. Yeah, yeah the dead someday. I think on. we. I honestly think that we really should just do night, dawn, day. Yeah, I was thinking of like a movie that was like quarantine. Like to me, that movie is so claustrophobic. <clears throat> you know, I'm living in that underground bunker. Well, no, we absolutely should talk about night, dawn, and day. <laughs> I don't know that works. <laughs> just as long as we don't have to watch the like the 3D one. Like for God's oh, sakes, no. Just the 90s remake. Um, Eventually, we'll see. Yeah. The 90s remake is probably one of the greatest remakes that I've ever seen in my life. And if you like long time people that have listened to the podcast know that I've always bitched about the Psycho remake because it was shot for shot for shot for shot. You've got the Psycho remake, which I, I thought was an abortion. And then you've got the Night of the Living Dead remake that Tom Savini directed. That's yeah. how you do a remake. That is exactly how you do a remake because you took the same characters, you took the same setting, you took the same general idea, and then you were able to keep enough storyline and plot elements that keep you interested in it. Like the the you know the whole point we're looking for the gas key, and you change it up just enough that you don't offend the shit out of the hardcore fans, but it also wows them while advancing the plot along in a way that's not even remotely stupid. They paid respect to the original by having all the surviving people from the original come by. And I think that's where Zack Snyder did really good with Dawn. 
his remake of Dawn. That's another really good remake. If I was going to, like, if I was going to pick between the two remakes of Dawn and even Night, I can't pick one. And that right there is what makes that that's how you that's what you need to strive for with a remake. You need to be able to be like, you know what? I can't pick. Yeah. You know, it's like if you were to stack Friday the 13th up with the remake of Friday the 13th, what did you like better? <laughs> Fuck the original. Well, well, Jason was cool, man. And no, you know what Friday the 13th the remake was? They just tried to cram the first three friggin' movies into an hour and a half, and it didn't work. You yeah. had, like, I remember when I took my little brother to go see that because I tried to be a cool big brother. I took him to go see it in the theaters, and that part when they picked up the Chad asshole and he jammed him onto the tow truck, and then the guy just like took off and he's like, <laughs> like holding on like this. Me and my little brother burst out laughing in the movie theater because it was so stupid. And then you got that one prick. Oh, baby, your nipple placement is outstanding. What? Yeah. They felt like caricatures of the teenagers in the movies. They weren't even remotely relatable. Yeah. And I mean, that's that, that, that's part of the charm, I think, of horror movies in general, is because the people, you knew these people growing up. I mean, like you watched the Monster Squad. Everybody had a fat kid. Everybody had a Rudy. Everybody knew a Sean. Everybody knew a Phoebe. And... um the same with the Goonies. Everybody knew a brand. But even going further, everybody knew an asshole like Troy. You know what I'm saying? And then there's like Friday the 13th, the originals. Everybody knew... Um, well, I didn't really know a Bill. I really didn't know an Alice. You know, it, because obviously that's like way, way past my time. Because they were teenagers like way before I was a teenager. I mean, at least in the 80s, you could say like Night of the Demons, you knew a Roger, or you knew somebody that was like Mimi Kincaid who played Angela. You know, you knew you knew a person like that. And that right there is the connection that you want to shoot for. If you have no relatable characters whatsoever, because I watched that Friday the 13th remake, and I don't even remember their names. I didn't give two shits about any of the characters. And when you take these characters, it's like... Okay, so you got a rich scumbag. Okay, so we got um, a stoner. Um, like, that's not even relatable because that's not like a character trait. Because um, when I met, um, I feel bad because I, I've Larry Zerner. When I met Larry Zerner, I wanted to give him a hug. When I, when I met him and he was nice enough to let me do it. And he was a sweetheart and he was a great guy. That was a Friday, the 13th, the game release party that gun media was awesome enough to invite me to. Thank you once again for that guys. Um, but that's also where I met Jeremy Brown who directed vengeance, which I got a chance to be in. And now he's doing a horror movie and you know, if all works out, I'll be in that as well. But I met him and I said, I've always watched you and like Friday three is one of the best Fridays. And I always felt bad for you because you seem like such a nice guy in that movie. And he really was a nice guy in real life too, but I felt bad because everybody treated you like crap. And I always wanted to give you a hug. And I was like, can I please do it? And he's like, absolutely. And he gave me a full on hug. And, and it's just, you, you know, a Shelly, you know, that that's just where I'm going with that. But it's just like, it's character tra traits. It's personalities. It's yeah. 
not so much backstories because you don't need to flesh out the backstory, but there's things that you have to have in characters that'll help you at least connect to one of these people so that when they finally do die, you care because it's like, oh man, I liked him. You know, as opposed to the Friday the 13th thing, when, I, I mean, like, we laughed also when Jason threw the axe, you and it hits him in the back. It's like, well, fuck him, he's dead, you know? And then it's like, I don't even care about, what, the brother, his name was Clay? My my whole thing was, is, um, okay, so Jason's just going on a rampage because they stole his weed? And and then the ending just made me think of the stepfather part three with the thresher when he falls into the thresher. Yeah, that's it. Fuck that that remake. <laughs> good seeing you. Uh, good to see you too, Mister Swift in Jersey guy. All right, be good, kiddos. Avita said, "Bye bye now." Sayonara. Sayonara. Wait wait.